Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Two Pals, where we're just two pals, and we talk about movies and TV shows and video games and comic books. Uh, with me, as always... Buddy, buddy, hold on. What? Are you doing a bit here where you do a boring intro like I, I used to do and have been accused of in my life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you start to, you start want me to over. try it again? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Let's try again. It's like, oh, geez, sounds like Randy's doing it. All right, all right, all right. Too much pressure. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Nah, I don't like that. Try it again. <clears throat> hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Pals, where we're just two pals. And we talk about movies and TV shows and comics and video games uh, with me on this episode. Uh, is my good buddy, my right hand man, my 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 best pal, the the largest largest dick I've ever seen in my life, Randy. Hello, Randy. Wait, the largest what you've ever seen? The largest thing? Look, uh, largest dick. Largest dick. Oh, then well, then you're right. Yes, that is correct. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, what's up? I'm Randy. Oh, they all say hey. Oh. Hey guys, yeah. good, good. I couldn't hear them, so it was weird. <laughs> I was waiting for a response. We uh, we've got a show today. Yeah, right? we well, yeah, we're definitely gonna do a show today. Yeah, a sh- another episode, another classic episode of just another two classic pals, episode. right? Yeah, we uh, I, I want to say this just because I, I I I've been thinking about it lately. We've oh. been accused of saying the word dick too much. I never say along dick. with buddy. I it's probably no, you definitely say dick. I never talk but about. But I will say it, it probably it probably stems from me saying the word dick so I, much. I never talk about. Dick. I I'd say I probably have just a healthy fascination with dicks, and that's it. I feel like I if you go back through our episodes, I feel like dick is never really a prevalent topic. I mean, maybe I say dick once or twice, like I throw a dick here, a dick there, but I don't think that there's an overabundance of dick at all. Definitely not coming out of your mouth. Dick, definitely or definitely not. <laughs> so. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about some reboots. Uh, we got Ghostbusters coming out, and we were trying to decide what we wanted to talk about. And we figured, hey, this is a perfect time. Let's tackle some reboots or some remakes that Hollywood has attempted that have been um, either very successful or failed or were just okay. Yeah, we talk about, I mean, just remakes and reboots in, in general, kind of how they're handled and stuff. Because, I mean, it's... It's everywhere. Sometimes they go from movie to TV. Sometimes they go from TV to movies. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. So we'll, we'll, I guess we'll talk about a couple of those. Maybe some of our favorites and then some of our least favorites, which tend to be definitely. most of them, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, before we get into all that, though, you know, of course, we got to spin that audible wheel. Oh, and that's right. We're in some luck because corporate went ahead and sent down that... Uh, that spinning sound we've been we've been crazy yeah i've been making i've been super loud about it i've been really yeah. complaining about it and we well, finally got the cries have been heard and answered finally. so awesome. here we go we're about to spin the wheel randy you ready i am i'm ready all right let's spin that wheel here we go all right the fuck <laughs> why is it a foghorn that is not that's not a wheel why is that the wheel sound i think they fucked up I think they said the wrong yeah. clip. Yeah, yeah, they, they said a rock sound clip. <laughs> oh no. Well, <laughs> either way, the, the, the wheel, wheel's been the spun. Wheel's been spun. We did it. 
apparently that's how corporate wants it to sound. Not too sure why it sounds like a foghorn. We'll go ahead and make some changes to that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll put in another petition. <laughs> Try to get it changed. <laughs> um, All right, so we're waiting for the wheel. Uh, it could come up at any time, and we'll uh, we'll talk about Audible. We'll so. definitely talk about Audible. So let's get a little bit of news out of the way. There are a few bits of news I definitely sure. want to go over. Um, and I know you're excited about this. We got our first look at the Wally West Kid Flash costume for the next season of Flash. What do you think about yeah. that? Oh, my God. So awesome, dude. dude I, it's pretty sick. I love that this show doesn't feel like it, it can't do that kind of stuff. Don't like shit, dude. Yeah, because I, I kind of feel like that the whole New 52 silver costume, like, we were both super afraid that that's what they would have gone with. Yeah. And to me, that's the safe choice on television. Like, having this guy running around in that bright yellow and red, like, I think that's kind of a risk, but I love that they're doing it because they're they're staying true to the suit. And there's some minor differences, but for the most part, that's, that's and, Kid Flash. It's so incredibly minor that you can't – I mean, the first thing I saw was that they weren't yellow boots. But yeah. you can't – it's hard to really complain when you look at a suit that's as accurate as that one is, um, especially when you see that the world – you know, of, of superhero movies and TV shows struggle a little bit with trying to get the costumes just right. Um, and Sometimes this they one, put too much emphasis on not wanting to be, you know, too comic booky. Right. Well, some, sometimes it just looks too silly to see a man dressed as a bat and another man with a big S on his chest fighting. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah, there's Who no credibility to that? to that. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, I think the suit looks great. And I'll tell you what, after after giving it some thought, and I'm super thrilled to have the suit. Yeah. But I know that this is the different Wally from the New 52, in a way. Mm-hmm. Even though his personality is different, I, I I definitely feel like it's that same Wally from New 52. And I guess I would have been okay if his suit was silver. I would have preferred it to be the the original, you know, regular Kid Flash suit. But knowing that this is a different Wally and not the Wally that you and I grew up with, I would have been totally fine with the silver suit. That being said, I'm so happy they decided to do the, the red and yellow suit because it looked yeah. so good on him. Yeah, and the the mask looks awesome too. You brought up the the chin guard. Yeah, um, which only is kinda, thing that I yeah. like. Uh, which definitely seems to be a new fifty two ish type thing. They very started much. Doing, everybody started getting chin guards. Yeah, even Wally's new suit, like you know the the returning Wally, his new suit has a chin guard. Yeah, but so whatever, it'll, it's I'm okay. sure it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. I mean, the Flash's suit looks okay. It's got to stay on his chin somehow, buddy. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another thing, they released um, some uh, Entertainment Weekly covers with Supergirl and The Flash, and both of their suits look quite a bit brighter. And cool. I'm really hoping that it's not just some photo aesthetic thing. Like, I hope that, that their suits are both going to be brighter in their new seasons of their shows, because yeah. I think it's okay to have that bright look. I, I want it. We both have definitely wanted. That's like one of uh, one of my only complaints about the Flash suit is that, that maroon has got to go. It's I definitely want dark. it. Yeah, I want it to yeah. be bright, fun. But it's a minor um, gripe, really. Yeah, when you sure. think about how accurate the show has been. So definitely. Um, I'll throw out a little piece of news ooh. since it kind of goes with our reboot stuff, buddy. All right, I'm tell me about it. Freaking over the moon about it, man. Um, Nintendo announced that uh, Nintendo Mini, the the like remake of oh, the yeah. NES or the NES Mini, um, and it comes preloaded with 30 games, and the list is friggin' awesome, dude. Like it's got some really good titles in there. They really want um, some fan favorites on that one. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's only like 60 bucks. Um, comes out in November. 
So I'm I'm if they put a pre-order out, I'll definitely pre-order it because I'm super pumped about that, and I think that's going to be a cool little machine. I think it's really cool that they're doing that. Like that's yeah. such a, that's such a neat thing to do. Um, I think Nintendo's been fairly good about making their old games accessible. Yeah, you know, like their their Nintendo eShop is chock full of like classic games, right? Um, that you can play, and I know I'm still disappointed. Like on my PS4, I can't play the old PS3 games that I got. Sure, yeah. But for the Wii U, it's still backwards compatible, so you can still play all the Wii games you got. Um, and then they're also constantly updating with you know Nintendo 64, GameCube, even like they keep coming out with the yeah, the, the SNES and original NES games. That was some of the people's complaints I saw. Was like, well, why are they doing this? All these games are easily accessible on the Nintendo eShop, and it's like, well, first of all buzzkill much but like <laughs> you know everybody else has to just settle down because you don't like it yeah you um, don't have to buy it Dad right has. but here's the thing it's 60 bucks for 30 games and i i, I ca- kind of calculated out so without having to buy a wii which is the cheapest option right now buying all those titles i think it was like 90 to 100 bucks just for those games like if you wanted to buy all those on an e-shop somewhere so oh, yeah I mean, you're saving a lot of money just buying this little thing, and it looks cute, and it looks like an NES, so it's retro, and you know, I'm all about that stuff. So yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm super yeah. excited about it. Yeah, I've been pumped about it all week, so I figured it's kind of re- reboot news, so I'll throw that in there. Yeah, a little bit of reboot news. <clears throat> yeah. um, there, there's some other news that dropped, but I, I don't know how much I want to get into. Can you think of anything else you want to chat about? I've there's got one pl- thing, but I'm holding on to it. There's plenty of stuff, man. I, I, I mean, I feel like it's not a it feels like it's not really relevant, but there's there's been a lot. We, we should probably end up having to do a news episode because there has been a lot in the last week or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I do want to bring up, um, since it does also kind of tie into this reboot thing, uh, is that the third Star Trek movie uh, has been tracking really well. Yeah. And the early reviews for it are just enormously positive. Like, I haven't heard a bad thing yet said about this movie in some of these reviews. And I haven't sat down and read every single one of them. Um, But I do look at kind of an excerpt and I look at the score that they give it. And this tracking a lot better than Into Darkness was when Into Darkness came out. Cool. And so, man, I'm really excited for this third Star Trek movie. I was only eh about it for a while. But after the last couple of trailers and then, um, you know, this early buzz about it. And I'm super psyched to see it. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, well, let's just let's jump into it. So, what do what do you think about the Star Trek remakes? I mean, the cast is all pretty spot on, right? Like every all the decisions they made mm-hmm. were, were were pretty great decisions, and you can't really think of a lot of other people um, that they could have thrown in there to do a good job. So, I, no, I think they definitely so far picked a great group of uh, great group of actors for all the roles. Um, as far as the franchise as a whole, I, I think it's brilliant, man. Yeah. I think that Star Trek kind of did that reboot the right way where, um, you know, people wind up feeling like the, the filmmaker should be slave to the source material, you know, or what it's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I agree with that to an extent, but they made the right choice here by, by pretty much setting up that this whole universe um, exists within kind of a different timeline. So you can right. get away yeah, with these are not the characters we know. It's not a retelling of of that story. It's a whole new universe. So yeah, it's yeah. it was brilliant. And I remember when I was in the theater, and kind of the movie was over, 
and it dawned on me that this that this was an, an entirely new universe and they just had so much freedom to do whatever they wanted. Right. I thought, man, that's such a smart move. That's a yeah. brilliant move to make right there. It, it gets you out of a lot of stuff. I mean, like there's the whole big thing right now about um uh you know about changing some of the characters um it's like you know sexual orientation and things like that and people you know get a little upset just because it's not faithful um and it seems like one of those things that usually we don't like as far as like just changing something just to have that thing in in your project you know yeah um where it doesn't really have any reason you know just to be on the forefront with everyone else you know hey look we've got a gay character too right so um so, I mean, I, I guess I'm cool with it because, you know, I don't really care because, like you said, it's another universe. But I definitely can see how – I mean, I, I never like that. I never like changing races or changing big things about a character kind of just to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it makes sense, then yeah. But if it doesn't, then then there's really no point in it to me. Yeah, I agree. They they can – they really set themselves up well with, with these uh, – with this series of movies by – having it um function in an alternate timeline yeah it's brilliant so i'm super excited for the third one the first one i loved um and then into darkness i i thought was fun and it was okay but i definitely i think by by the by the time the movie was wrapping up i was like all right let's go ahead and just wrap it up now i'm ready to go home yeah i've I've watched your movie let's tie it all in and, and go home Right. What are your thoughts on on the first two? Um. Yeah, man. I'm pretty pretty much the same thing. I I was super pumped about. Oh, you the feel exactly one. the same way I do. Yeah, I'm pretty You've much got the same thing. Nothing to contribute. Huh? Yeah, n- not not really, man. I mean, there's there's not. I'm not like I was never really over the moon about them in general. Um. But I'm definitely less of a of a Star Trek fanboy, you know, than I am with Star Wars. So mm. it wasn't one of those things like when when they announced Star Wars and stuff where I was. Yeah, so you going hate nuts. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You can't stand, stand it. it. Yeah. It drives you crazy. Um, no, nobody. But um, yeah, no, I, I really liked the first one, so that's. I, I hope that they kind of stay on that track. Um, let me ask you this, buddy: Do you have a favorite one of the cast? Like, do you think they they did the best as a replacement? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Carl Urban is Bones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like Carl Urban? Huh? Yeah. He's, well, I really like Carl Urban. Um, and Bones was always my favorite character when I watched the old show and the old okay. movies. He's like that cynic, which is like, the, you know, I kind of connect with those characters a little bit more. Right. Um, see, so, you know, he's the cynic. He was kind of the pessimist, um, you know, always, always looking at the negative side of it while everyone else looked at the positive side and I can respect that. So I think Carl Urban's sure. Bones is probably the most, um, the 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 character in the movies that is the most kind of copied from the original show and movies mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like he's doing an impression but he's also doing yeah. his kind of own thing with it and i really like it he's the closest you would say yeah yeah, yeah most definitely um i really like zachary quinto as spock but i i like him in general i think he's a kind of a cool actor i because I, i'm a big uh what was that show the american horror story mm-hmm. i liked that the first season specifically i loved um after that it seemed like it was kind of like mm, just kind of got a little cheap but he's always in it and he's always really good so yeah. I, I think he's a great actor well he was great on heroes too as siler he was like the only shining light as the series yeah. progressed 
Yeah, I, I didn't get too right much now. into Heroes, buddy. They're getting a, a kind of a relaunch, aren't they? Well, they did already. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, it did come out. Okay, was it good? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised you didn't say your your lady crush is always Saldana. You love Dude, her. It's Zoe Saldana. I love her. You love all her movies. Every movie that she's in, you love. Yeah, especially Losers. <laughs> That's the number one movie. Number one. <laughs> number one Zoe yeah. Saldana movie. No, the number one Zoe Saldana movie is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because she's green in that one. Yeah. Well, and, oh, man. Anytime she's green, she Buddy. looks good. Star Trek uh, also had a, a bit of a hot green woman in the first one. Remember, Kirk? Oh yeah. Hopped, hopped up out of bed. He was in. He was in bed with that green chick. Man, <laughs> wait, she was pretty good looking too. Yeah, of course. I like Definitely. green chicks. Yeah, I love when I love the whole uh, when humans sleep with aliens in those kind of universes. Like, yeah. uh, like I nope. love in Guardians, nope. uh, like in the Guardians books, like when uh, when Star Lord hooks up with like all these like random alien girls. <laughs> I always like that. <laughs> well, it makes for great fan fiction too. Oh yeah, definitely. What's... I've ri- I've written some. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh yeah, sexual yeah. fan what's fiction. The, what's the definitely. most recent one you wrote? Um, it was Lion King. Lion King King fan fiction. All right. Yes. Well, sexual fan fiction. Right. No, we'll we'll save that for another show. (laughs) (laughs) I want all the details, man. (laughs) Tell me all about it. No, no, no. Who who does Pumbaa hook up with? Just tell me that at least. I am Pumbaa. Yeah, I am Pumbaa. You're Pumbaa in your fan fiction. Yeah, I've decided to since it's a relaunch. I've decided that Timon and Pumbaa are now a gay couple. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> well, I wanted a really strong gay couple, so I didn't want to just make one. I figured I'd just right, force right, it on the Timon and yeah. Pumbaa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. They have a pretty healthy relationship, <laughs> so I could see them being gay. That's true. Yeah, they're best buds, just like you and I, everybody. Well, I don't like the comparison now, but... Well, why not? Listen, buddy, we're here to talk about reboots, okay? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so, let's do it. So, buddy, let's go ahead and talk about reboot. The CG animated series out of Canada, 1994. Tell me your thoughts. Wait, what? You never watched Reboot? I've never watched Reboot. You no. never watched Reboot? I don't even, I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, you're insane. I um, feel bad now. Yeah, it was some it was some CG show and uh it was like in a digital world. Yeah. And there was like the main dude like Bob, that was his name, and then there was this chick named Da and the villain was Megabyte. And she huh. was villainous. Okay. I'm real was, surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I kind of want to see this it. It's mean, shocking. Yeah, tell me what's good about it. I mean, sell me on it. Dude, there's nothing good about it. Nothing. So it sucks. It's a bad show. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Why would I watch it then? <laughs> because it came out in 94, man. We were children. But, that buddy, I knew. I knew it was terrible. It was eye candy. I was a smart kid. Yeah, it was uh, out of Canada. That's probably the other reason I didn't watch it. <laughs> Somebody probably asked me really politely to watch it, and I was like, eh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go put gravy on my french fries. Yeah, I've got some hockey to play. <laughs> you, you, you knucklehead. You <laughs> That's crazy, kid. Yeah, I'm not worried about eating gravy with french fries, because I can go get free help here. <laughs> yeah, no problems. Yeah. I can eat I'll all I want. i doctor for free. Oh, but what if you get sick? No problem. Yeah, not even not a shoot here. I'm laughing at you suggesting that. <laughs> That's how we laugh in Canada. Yeah, definitely. So, no, um, let's talk about some reboots and some. Re- yeah, well, I, I kind of want to say like, so first, 
I want to talk about like how do you think it, like is the proper way I guess to handle a, a reboot or remake because I feel like a lot of them ended up not being that good but there's some like ones that are out there that are that are like kind of classics in their own like one of my favorite movies of all time is it kind of sounds stupid but it's Scarface um I've seen Scarface at least one million times at least <laughs> and, and that's just it's a lot of times one million times i don't even I've there's enough Scarface. time in your life to have seen no it. <laughs> probably yeah, not I, I can't i honestly can't count how many times i've seen scarface you love but scarface. technically yeah and technically scarface is a remake um but they i mean they they, they kind of went they went in a total different direction you know the original one is more like about um prohibition and like alcohol mm-hmm. um that, that kind of era whereas you know the scarface like that we kind of know and love is is all about like 1980s and cocaine and that kind of thing so yeah. they made it relevant to that time that they made the movie uh but still kind of kept like you know kind of the tone kind of the aspect of what the lead character kind of went through and stuff so i mean i, I feel like that's the way you got to handle it like if you're gonna take over a franchise especially when it's a franchise not just a one-shot movie yeah um you can't just ignore that core fan base or or no. what that movie or franchise was supposed to represent and just say well this is our own new thing well it's not your own new thing you're it's not you're, even really yours and i yeah, think that's exactly. the problem is these filmmakers will take something that is beloved and they'll just say like eh i know better I know I know better than the fan base in the in the right. X amount of years worth of history. Well, what you said, um, where they kind of kept the tone and they kept kind of the characters, they just changed the setting. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing when doing a reboot. Definitely. Um, if you because there's a reason that that the film was popular in the first place, and you're welcome to take your own to do your own spin on it, do cocaine instead of alcohol. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, maybe a couple of different twists in it. Maybe a character dies in your movie that doesn't die in the original. I mean, stuff like that. Sure. You got to kind of, you know, uh, weigh weigh your audience. You know, what yeah. is the audience going to be okay with? What kind of cult following does it have? I think I think that might be another problem. I wonder how much research some of these uh, directors did when they decided to do a reboot online. Like, mm-hmm. how many communities did they hit up and find out what was so sacred? about right. this material the what lines do you not cross like yeah. shane black with iron man 3 right he should have done his research because if he had even looked online once and seen how dedicated marvel fans are he would have known ah my kids shouldn't do that twist with the mandarin yeah i, can't I should not that. yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah. yeah and not that it was a bad twist because it was a great twist if it wasn't iron man you're, right. you're kind of screwing with what well, and it wasn't thought. mandarin yeah such a big character that that people like if you're an iron man fan you know him so and people have been wanting iron man or uh mandarin since the first iron man movie came out right they're like great now wins mandarin right those kind of seeds dropped and we kind of thought that that was part of it so yeah so definitely feeling out the fan base and then and and staying faithful to the source material in so much as that the tone and characters feel like the tone and characters that they're supposed to be yeah i mean and even when they do things like i mean we'll talk about it later but things like ghostbusters where you change the cast and they are different people if still if you're gonna hinge yourself on that franchise i I feel like there should be some essence of those old movies in there yeah so whether that means like the, the type of comedy or um or just some of the things like some of the things that happen in the story like the kind of mirror or mimic stuff like that i think that's important even if you do change your cast um so i don't know we'll we'll talk about ghostbusters more later on since it's kind of the big one 
Um, and the so reason me, we're doing it, but yeah. Let me run some things by you, and you tell me whether or not it bothers you. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. focus on Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, the big one that's going on right now, Sulu being gay. Yeah. Does that affect you in any way? Um, like like I said, it, it doesn't bother me too much because I know it's an alternate universe, but I do respect the fact that um, like even you know Takai doesn't necessarily like that they just did it just to do it, you mm-hmm. know. So, so so here's my question then, and and I'm again I'm not super versed in Star Trek, so maybe there are fans out there that are calling blasphemy, but I don't ever remember Sulu having some like real intense relationship with a woman on the show. Yeah, I don't think movies, it was really right? addressed from what I remember. So I know? feel like something like that's a little ambiguous. Whereas Kirk is obviously a fornicator, right? He's sure. a heathen. He's a sexual well, heathen. He's a bad man. Yeah. He's not a good guy. No. He's definitely not a good guy. Um, but, uh, <laughs> premarital sex is not okay. Oh, uh, he's definitely going to hell. I want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, we don't, we, <laughs> we don't approve of premarital sex. Yeah, I've never had it. Don't do it, kids. Don't and, appreciate and it. And adults. <laughs> right. Mostly adults. Mostly you know? adults. So I'm kids talking do to whatever here. you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah, kids get away with stuff. You know, they're not as smart. Yeah. <laughs> they're just fooling around. <laughs> Yeah, they're just having fun. No big deal. <laughs> kids be kids. Right. Kids will be kids. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So that I guess that's why I don't feel like there's some big thing. You know, I don't think it's a whole to do. Like it, to me, it's okay that Sulu's gay. I get why they're doing it. They do want to have a homosexual character. Um, I think it's also kind of paying homage to Takei. You know, who played the original yeah. Sulu and the fact that he's uh, gay in real life. But when he says he doesn't really like it, then it's kind of like, oh, maybe we maybe we should just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I see his point of view, and I get it, because that's not what the character was intended. But again, it's one of those where you kind of got to feel the character out and decide whether or not, you know, is this a change that's going to benefit? Is this a change that people are going to accept? Are, right. we, are we stepping on anything from the history by doing this? Um, the other one I was going to mention is Spock and Uhura, them having a relationship in the new series. Yeah, and and again, I I guess the reason is because I we they set it up well that we know it's not that story. So like I I guess that's why it's hard for me to look at any of the things they do and say like that that's not right, you know, like that's not yeah. how it's meant to be. So so yeah, like again, that didn't really bother me that much, and I think that kind of goes back against what I say a lot. But I think it's specifically because they set up the fact that that this isn't the story we know. Um you know, pr- pretty, pretty in your face. Like we, we know it, you know, and they set it up well. So I think, I just think they're doing a good job balancing it. And maybe that's why it's not pissing people off. Yeah, I agree. It's, I think that they did a really great job of kind of testing the waters, yeah. seeing what's okay, what's not okay. They, they really, um, they, they really set themselves up for the future by putting it in a separate timeline. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, back to the point of, you know, what, what is appropriate, what's not appropriate in a reboot. To change everything completely depends on the source material. To keep it exactly the same depends on the source material. It just depends on what it is. You can't just, yeah. you can't take RoboCop and say, we're changing everything about RoboCop and making it for, for the new age. Like Yeah, now he's Furry it, Cop and he, he dresses like a bear. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like, put wait, your balls why don't in the just, air. Why not just make a new movie called Furry Cop? <laughs> well, no, we want to make sure we get the core RoboCop. You know, yeah, we know how much there. the fans love RoboCop. So <laughs> right, so we're we gonna make sure he's yeah. this bear cop. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna have cop, he's gonna yeah. have catchphrases like "You're not getting sweet on me, honey." Right. Yeah. <laughs> right that's the perfect one right no i do like that i won't be hibernating this night (laughs) justice better be afraid (laughs) said something like that that's that's how mood starts i think i heard (laughs) oh boy these puns are unbearable oh man (laughs) they're a little overwhelming (laughs) oh no Oh, no. Did you hear what I said? I did. Okay, good. (laughs) All right. All right. So, um... (laughs) So, we'll try to... I guess let's stay in the same... I guess I kind of want to know what you think is a reboot or a remake and what you think is just a continuation. So, like... um, So, Star Wars. To you, Star Wars... Do you, is, do you think that's a reboot, really? No, I'd say it's um. They've got this new term called a, a requel, which is a sequel and it's a reboot at the same time. Like the Star Wars franchise was kind of dead in film for a while. Sure. So they're rebooting the franchise by creating a new sequel, so that that requels become real popular now. That's what I thought the new Ghostbusters was going to be at first when they. Yeah. I thought, well, surely, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson are going to pass the mantle. Right, and these are just characters. these new characters, yeah. And I think the movie would have been would have been um, a lot more well received at the time. I think that's kind of the big problem with you know with the buzz around Ghostbusters is that they're not really honoring the first movie. Yeah. And it's such a beloved classic that yeah. you know I I can understand people being pissed off. Whereas with Star Wars, it's just kind of like the next thing. It's, yeah. So it's not really – they don't have to take any leaps and change everything. They can just continue on with the story. So it's not really like a, a reboot or a remake then. Yeah, exactly. They have the same cast of characters and they've added new ones. It's it's still a coherent storyline that translates from the first original movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and they brought the hype with it being so similar to New Hope. Um, yeah, that, that's a requel and it was a very successful requel. Like they, they, they pleased everyone. They pleased, you know, regular moviegoers and they pleased, uh, the, you know, the hardcore Star Wars fans like you. I know you were very, I know they pleased you greatly. Oh yeah. I, I definitely, I walked out of there trying to find my qualms with it. Um, I mean, I found them, you know, an hour later, but yeah. I, <laughs> I definitely had to think about it. After pretty that hard. pleasure wore off, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it was really things like, well, this was kind of like, you know, didn't maybe didn't need it, or this was okay and not great, but there was nothing in there that was like, this makes this a bad film. It was all, all pleasure. It was to you, all say. good to me. Yeah, for sure. And I've they seen it a couple times since you. then. They please yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, okay, you so, walked so, out of there feeling pretty pleased. Well, I had been pleased in the theater. Well, you'd been pleasured in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I had been. I got code oranged in the theater, so I was good. I, was I don't good like that. I don't like where that went. <laughs> Do you know what a code orange is? Buddy, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, no. Well, I didn't. I was very. I was paying attention to the movie. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Um. So, so something like I, I, I had it on my list of things I wanted to talk about, but I'll, I'll throw it in there just real quick. So. Um, they did the the X Files on TV. I don't know if you ever watched X Files or if you watched the, the 
the new episodes did you were you an x-files fan at all well i watched the show i was a big fan of watching the show but i wasn't super into it you know like okay. I know all the characters i was just familiar with them and right. uh, and i really enjoyed what the show was and i saw both the movies yeah and they were fu- the first one was was very cool i thought and the second one was fine yeah it wasn't special agreed um I'll talk about it briefly. So I love X-Files, buddy. I have all the all the DVDs of the whole original series, and I have all the movies, both movies. Um, and I'm waiting for these new ones. I think they just came out on DVD, so I'm going to buy them. So I, I really liked these, these new ones. And they kind of put it out as kind of like a reboot, but that was kind of why I wanted to ask you, because it's kind of the same thing. It really just continued on the X-Files story. Um, and it's funny you brought up the movies. The first movie is right between, like, I think it was season four and five or something like that. And the next season doesn't make sense if you didn't watch that movie. So it's it's almost like a season in itself, right? You have to you have to watch it with the show. Yeah, I remember whereas, that. Yeah, whereas the movie, they did many, many years later, and that was kind of like a reboot. Like, it didn't have anything to do with the X-Files. Um, it didn't it, have anything to do with the themes that they typically tackled. It was like it was it just tried to be one of those weird episodes. Yeah, exactly. A really long, weird episode that had nothing yeah. to do with anything. Whereas these, these, um, I, I'm trying to figure out what to call it. I guess it was just an event. It was a television event where these six, seven episodes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so good though, man, and they really kept track of like what X Files was, and they went back to that whole, you know, the conspiracy themes, and they brought back a bunch of the characters. So I, I, I try to put my finger on if that's something like a, a reboot because they did kind of reboot the whole X Files franchise but again they only kind of just continued the story mm-hmm. um but i really liked somebody you should check them out if you haven't seen them yet uh, yeah i haven't seen any of the new episodes yeah they were uh, cool yeah. i want to i will yeah and it's not long it's like i said it's only a few episodes so they're they're worth uh checking out so buddy yeah why don't you tell me some of your favorite rebooted franchises no, no. tell me all about them yeah i think we should tell each other about our favorites yeah um, but you start i'll start so one at the top of my list, I I love the originals. I love a lot of things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love these remakes. So and these are definitely reboots. Um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, buddy. Rise and Dawn. I grew up watching those original ones, and I love them, love them, love them. But these new ones, they did a great job of of kind of bringing that into the modern world. Um, obviously updating the graphics and stuff and making it a little more realistic. Uh, I love the fact that they started out like we got to see how that happens. So we mm-hmm. got to see them when they were just really smart apes. Um, but nothing kind of like like it could still be almost real, right? Like you could almost see how a bunch of monkeys could get together and, and go nuts, right? I mean, it happens all the time. So well, it definitely um, happens after sporting events. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. A bunch of baboons celebrating their team's victory. For sure. Knocking cars feet. over. Wow. Let me you tell you me something. There, you, got me off you, there. you know I'm currently <laughs> in Wisconsin, and uh, <laughs> yep. boy, they love their Green Bay Packers here. They love they them. Just the wife love loves them. Green Bay Packers, yeah. and that's fine. That's great that they love their team. Now, when I when I went to high school here, um, I had a job at a restaurant, and you knew what kind of day you were gonna have based on whether or not the Packers won or what kind of <laughs> night you were gonna have. 
Because right. if the Packers won, the restaurant was busier, people yeah. were jollier, you got Everyone's better pumped. tips. Everyone's and they, drunk happy instead they were, of Yeah, the drunk, bar yeah. was full. The bar right. was full, and it was loud because people were having a good time celebrating their, their team's win, which, yeah. is, which is great. Um, and then if they lost... They were such assholes, man. Yeah. The the night was slower. People who did come in were just dicks. Yeah. They're just uh, complete immediately assholes. Immediately, they're just mean drunk. They don't do tips, just and if they everybody. do, they're they're small and puny. You know, they weren't, you know, I they was in high school. And, on them and stuff. Yeah, I was in high school, and so we made like, you know, two something an hour, and right. then you lived off the tips. That's how it works, right? So, man, it was a miserable time, and you just hated that night. And I, and I grew to kind of hate the fan bases of these sports teams right um i'll tell you one thing that i hate i hate when somebody says ah we lost no we didn't lose you sat and watched a team that lost <laughs> but they were cheering buddy they were doing their part no <laughs> no oh pal no <laughs> because we because we didn't lose anything like your favorite team lost um i and I, I still kind of feel that way, but definitely not as much. I do kind of roll my eyes a little bit when someone says, oh, you know, we're looking pretty good this season, and I think we're going to get this, and I think our team is definitely looking better. And then we got this guy who's so great, and, you know, we've been watching him for a while. Oh, have you? Have you? You all collectively have been watching him for a while, huh? Oh, pal. But, so, anyway. You hate that. I do I do kind of hate it. But, uh, you know, I got I have, a, I have a respect for it. It's okay to be excited for your team. I get passionate yeah. about the stuff I'm passionate about, but right. I definitely don't leave worse tips because <laughs> you know, because Wally West was erased from continuity or because yeah, Peter yeah. Parker returned and Otto Octavius right. isn't Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> yeah, I never you went know? to like uh, Red Robin and just threw a hamburger in a waitress's face <laughs> yeah. because Batman yeah. Superman sucks. Just spin on the floor. <laughs> we all lost something today. Zack <laughs> Snyder We've took something from everybody. <laughs> so I'll take something from you. We had our eyes on this for a while. <laughs> right. We really had our eyes on Zack Snyder and he just yeah. let us down in the big game. Yeah. To be fair though, we all did lose with bbs <laughs> everybody lost a piece of them yeah everybody that, died a little, little bit. bit yeah <laughs> all right so so anyway i really like the fact that uh, they started out kind of grounded in some sort of reality um where <laughs> where the the monkeys just got super smart or the apes got super smart and then in the next kind of movies they they started slowly you know getting stronger and by the last one they were using guns like how they do in the old movies mm-hmm. uh, and riding horses and shit so <laughs> i uh I, I really like these new ones and i like that they throw in little things like i think they that the originals one was named caesar right well i and, think in the original it was one of the sons like yeah no no yeah caesar is the name of the son of the original two apes yeah who becomes the lead character later like in battle for the planet of the apes i think yeah um and he he, and that's kind of his story. He is the one who like grows up and he rallies all of them together to kind of overtake the people again. So, um, so yeah, they, they kind of followed Caesar's story. So I really like that they threw that, that kind of stuff in there. And I think they used the other names for other apes as well that yeah. were being tested on and stuff. Yeah, they definitely did. That, that's an example of a, of a franchise that, that, um, remained faithful by keeping the tone, but made yeah. several different changes. Yeah, um, and threw enough in there, you know, that we we could kind of like get our little Easter eggs. You a know? nice little callback. We got Draco Malfoy saying, "Get your, <laughs> get your off the oh, damn yeah, thirty-eight." The, the pause thing, yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, 
that is that's timeless yeah. movie right everybody knows that line even if they don't know what it's from um charlton heston is, is just a beast in those movies so <laughs> well he definitely is in those movies you're right he's a beast man he's he's i don't really think i like anything else that he was ever <laughs> So, I mean, it's just surprising to me that I like him so much, and I can't – I think he was only in the first two. Well, he – that was that was the perfect role for him because that – he is a grunter as an actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's that dark guy that doesn't say a lot, and he's always like, you know, shut your mouth, toots. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's yeah. a tough guy. He's a stereotypical tough guy. So, that was the perfect movie for him. Yeah, and they really got to take away – a lot of his, you know, humanity mm. and stuff. So, I'm gonna throw a couple reboots your way, and I okay. want you to tell me what your thoughts are on them. All right, here we go. Um, I'm gonna go through a bit of a list here that I found online. So, a list. Yeah, you know, little, hundreds of lists long. Little bit of a list, and some of the ones I'm gonna name here um, are are getting future reboots. So, if I'm they're gonna... on my list of stuff I want to talk about, I'm gonna pause you. But go ahead. Okay. Um. <laughs> One of the first ones I have is uh, 2015, the Victor Frankenstein movie. Kind of a reboot to the Frankenstein story. Um, I have not seen that. You haven't seen it? The one with uh, James McAvoy and Harry Potter? No, but I will see it. Um, I have not, though. Not That's yet. interesting. That's yeah? interesting. Yeah, not great. Definitely not okay. great. They follow the story? Like, who's the, Victor Frankenstein? The story is much more about the, the cerebral kind of you know what i mean like that 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 mentality of victor frankenstein and why he wanted to create a living monster mm-hmm. um and it focused a lot more on igor too and, and and made some changes like right off the bat um victor frankenstein finds igor and he's got his hunch right and this big giant nasty thing on his back mm-hmm. and the first thing frankenstein does is he pops it open Ooh. and drains it and then puts him in a back brace because the reason he was hunched over is because he had this like nasty yeah, cyst on his back. on his back. <clears throat> and he's a doctor, so he could just help him right out with that, no problem. Right. And they were both they were both ex- like Igor had some some history and um, biology and stuff like that. So I mean I don't remember it exactly. So who's who? Who was Victor Frankenstein? Uh, James McAvoy was Frankenstein, okay. and Daniel Radcliffe was Igor. I, I you have tell me how did Dan Radcliffe do? He did fine. He did fine. I I don't I, I feel like I don't really have to ask. I feel like I like James McAvoy enough to think that he did a good job. He was fucked up, but he did a good job. Like that was the role was that Frank. Yeah, that's the whole thing, right? That he's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like that's that's kind of the main thing about Frankenstein, right? Like the monster stuff aside, the main thing about Frankenstein should be that internal. Um, psychosis of Victor Frankenstein mm-hmm. because the whole thing is from him so it's all about his internal thoughts and his thought process and stuff and you kind of see like that manicness in the I mean I'm talking about the original book right yeah. but um so uh so I mean I feel like that's the way they should play a Frankenstein movie and and maybe not focus so much on just the monster so um was there a monster yeah there was at the end of the movie who played it was there somebody who played it, it? was just some dude okay yeah um, um i'm gonna throw you these other two real quick okay. because i want to talk about um the the universal monster franchise dracula oh, yeah. untold and brendan Fraser's the mummy oh jesus have well, you brendan seen Fraser's, either of those yeah yeah dracula untold was um to me one of those things like i just watched it and was like all right I don't have any feelings about it this either way. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I did. I was texting the whole time through it. So 
<laughs> it wasn't something that grabbed my attention really. You had better and I, things and I to wanted do. it to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really wanted it to. Um, cause I like Dracula, but, uh, I, I think maybe I don't want to see this part of Dracula's life. I'm thinking it doesn't that, matter how we maybe that's Dracula. the problem. Yeah. So that could be the problem too. Maybe I just don't care about that story. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody who's super into it would, would, but, um, I, yeah, I'm definitely more about Dracula now and, you know, like uh vampire in Brooklyn. That's, <laughs> that's the best Dracula movie. Wait, <laughs> Uh-oh. I thought I heard something. Yeah, I thought I did, too. Well, maybe we didn't. Maybe I was wrong. Well, I, no, that was a joke, I, by the way. I heard it. I didn't want you to think that that was serious before we leave it off. Oh, no. But um, I, no, I believe you. So <laughs> oh, I, I believe you now. I, I kind of feel the same way about Dracula Untold. It's definitely not a good movie. Yeah. I was semi-interested in, you know, Dracula's history. But... Whoa! There it is. <laughs> I, I, oh I, I, no! You was coming, buddy. You know what that means. I don't. What does that mean? <sighs> so Audible.com is a great website. If you like listening to things, then listen to more things, and sure. you can try Audible. Randy, where can they try Audible? Audible.com apparently. Um, where I think you guys should check it out is audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, because let me tell you, head over there, and what you're going to get is a free trial to audible.com. A free trial, Randy? Really? Yeah, free trial. Whoa! 30 days long, 30 days to try out Audible, which I feel like you didn't sell it enough. Audible's really cool, and basically you can get people to read you books, like it's you know like you're going no, to bed at night. That. That's fine. If somebody comes to your house, they kiss you on your forehead goodnight. Um, they kind of brush, you know, brush the dirts off your nose and they read you a little book, um, from what I understand. It's really and cute. And what, yeah. what's super cool is sometimes if it's like an autobiography, they'll have like the dude fucking read it to you and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, you like get, actually get the, the person, uh, that the biography is written of. Yeah. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes yeah. you do. Um, so e- either way, you got all these books, you're going to get 30 days of that awesome shit or stuff. And then, and then you're also going to get a free book. Johnny, what free book should they pick up? Oh, man. You know, if I'm going to pick a book, At get random. the book thief, man. Oh, that's the book to get. Try the book thief. Yeah, well, it's on the list of, of recommended books, and we have not read it. We have not – we don't know anything about it, and as right. of this point, we should put, probably should look it up. I don't think we should ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yeah. know what it's about, but I yeah. do want to hype it and make sure that if right. you're going to get a Listen, free book, you're going to get a free book. You should check out the book thief, and if not that, any other book is fine. Whatever, yeah, yeah whatever you want. Over a hundred and eighty thousand. Over a hundred and eighty thousand. Definitely strong. more than the ten thousand Randy has been <laughs> usually trying to. Beginning of the show. I thought that was a lot. I thought that was a bit. I thought you were doing a bit. Like there's ten thousand, and I'm like, yeah, I know, Randy. There's <laughs> right. about hundred seventy more than that, but right, hundred seventy nine thousand other numbers you could choose. That's anyway. Right. Over 180,000. Check it out. Audible.com slash Atomic Geekdom. AudibleTrial.com. AudibleTrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Get yourself a free book and a 30-day trial. And then let us know what you got. I mean, hit us up on Twitter at Just Two Pals. I don't care. Let us know what book you got. I mean, I'd be... Unless you got the book thief, don't bring it to my doorstep. You, you I can... don't care. All right. Well, <laughs> Randy won't read it. I will. I'm interested in knowing what kind of book you got. And if he didn't do it, then that's fine. You don't have... This isn't something you have to do. You're not oh, required. I was under the impression they had to do that if they're listening. No, to no, you'd be incorrect in assuming that, and oh. any and any listener would be incorrect and a fool. 
you'd be a real idiot. Assuming that this is something you have to do. It's only something you can do or get to do. It's totally up to you if you want to do it. Don't do it. I don't care. Either way. Doesn't matter. Either way, we get paid. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid for this. No, do this as a favor to Atomic Geekdom because they've been so gracious. Definitely. Um, We definitely so, want to, try to help Atomic Geekdom. So. so do it to it. AudibleTrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Buddy, what were you saying about Dracula? Um, I, I was somewhat interested in his story, but it wound up being uninteresting. So then I yeah. didn't care. Then I was like, you wasted my time. Um, and then the mummy, I, I mean, I definitely saw the movie, the mummy. I've seen all, um, all of Brendan Fraser's four. I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like maybe I've seen three. If there's another one, I don't think I saw it. Well, there was the first one. <clears throat> and then the second one where the, um, the wife came back, right? The, or not yeah. the wife, the, the sorceress, whatever. God, what's her name? The chick, dude. This is our problem, buddy. We just came back. <laughs> and right. then, uh, I feel like there might have been a third one. And then there it's was the a rock, right? second one. No, the rock, the rock was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was the rock one. Yeah. His solo movie. And then they did the, the dragon's tomb or the, the emperor tomb of the dragon lord. Yeah, so The Rock showed up in, in one of them, right? And then he had his own movie. Yeah, he showed up at the end of the second one. He was yeah. the Scorpion King. And then he had his own Scorpion King movie. What did you think of the Scorpion King movie? I thought it was fine. What do you think of anything The Rock does? I think they're all either fine or great. <laughs> What's been great from The Rock? The Rundown. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. The Rundown's great. Uh, Pain and Gain is great. Hmm, the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, what about uh, you're not mentioning um oh, what shit what was it called was it is it Get Shorty or was it the sequel to Get Shorty? Uh, Be cool. Be cool. The yeah. sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah, he, he was great in that. Yeah, he was awesome. I love that scene when he does the uh the Bring It On thing. <laughs> it's like his audition, the one man Bring It On scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the rundown, you got to check that out. That movie's. I will. It's got yeah. Tim Scott in his prime, like before he before he was in everything. Yeah, it's just the start of them saying, "Hey, let's overexpose this guy." Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. It rocks great. So so much more. The Mummy movies are fun, and I went back and rewatched them this last year at some point, like all of them, and right. um, they're just a lot of fun, right? They're not great movies, but they're super cool, um. And, uh, and and I brought those up, Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Mummy, because we're getting that rebooted kind of monsters universe. Yeah. Uh, which I I'm really excited for. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I want it to be really good, man. So have we gotten anything that's part of that yet? Have we seen anything? Not yet. The first. Not yet, right? Movie, um, Tom Cruise is the Mummy next year. Okay. So obviously I'm worried about Tom Cruise in anything that he's in. So, I mean, I, I, no, I, I definitely want it to be super good. I'm super into those um, Hollywood monsters or whatever you call it, universal monsters and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely into those being cool. But uh, if it's anything like Untold or, or that kind of thing, I, I, I feel like it's going to let me down if they try to make them too action-y and not um, – Maybe not more like psychological, which is yeah. how I feel like those other movies. That's how they get you. Well, they're definitely doing these movies to be a part of a franchise. Yeah. Um, like they've got Tom Cruise playing whatever this guy's name is, and I don't know how it's going to be in the future. I don't know if this female mummy is going to be part of some, 
Universal Monster team that they're assembling, or or if it's right. going to be Tom Cruise kind of representing the Mummy universe. Yeah, I wonder how they'll do that. But they've got um, Russell Crowe playing Doctor Jekyll. Which yeah, I'm Doctor Jekyll and the, Invisible, and the Invisible Man are my two favorite like Universal monster scary yeah, that's, you that's know fair. Franchise. I, I I love them. And yeah, so sure. Russell Crowe playing Dr. Jekyll is excellent. And then they're talking about Johnny Depp playing the Invisible Man. I feel like, you oh, know, my two man. favorite ones. And hopefully Tim Burton isn't, isn't involved in any way. Otherwise, Johnny Depp's going to be too much. But when Johnny Depp is just, you know, when he's Tim Burtonless, he's better. For sure. <laughs> For freaking <laughs> sure. I, I, that's actually on my list of something to talk about. So we'll, I want to put a pin in it. But, um... Yeah, I, so that's the thing, man. Some of these casting things have me a little worried. Not Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. That's going to be awesome. And I'm with you You're there. You're Tom Cruise, huh? I always doubt Tom Cruise, buddy. Hmm. Yes. I mean, let's. I mean, prove me wrong, obviously. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go in there hoping for him to fail, but I don't He's great in a lot of worried. stuff. He's like, cool. what? What's he not great in? Let me ask you that. Well, I've never seen a movie that he was great in. I mean, obviously, A Few Impossible Good Men movies, is probably huh? the last thing that I think he was great Not at. Not the Mission Impossible movies? Not to me. Not to wow. me. I know that they're great. I know that people love them, but I, I, I don't like them that much. I think they're a little much. Then you don't like him in Jack Reacher? No. I feel like the same shit. Yeah, same thing. Um, I did, like I mentioned, I, I really liked him in, in that classic in A Few you Good Men. like a real Tom Cruise hater. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad about it, but I... I don't like his face. I don't like the way he talks. Whoa. Yeah, he's right up there with Nick Cage. <laughs> For well-respected officers, I really enjoy All right, him. let me name a couple other ones. Okay. Uh, the Last Samurai, Collateral, Valkyrie. Nope. None? No. He's great in all of those. No. No. Minority Report. It's okay. You're an asshole. <laughs> Minority Report got a, uh, a asshole. TV show, yeah? <laughs> I think it's a continuation. It's not a it reboot. Is a, so is it him? No, is it it's, it's, it's one, of the, one of the twins. Oh, like okay. One of the, one of the ones that can see the future. Yeah. No, Minority Report's all right, buddy. Minority Report's all right. Oh, my God. Um, Collateral's Gun, my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Wait, did you say Top Gun is terrible? <laughs> That was just to get you mad. Oh my god! No, that's Jeez. what I mean. Those classic movies that he's in, th- those are where I think he was good. Edge I of Tomorrow. Eh. He was great in that. Uh, what was the um? Was he in? He wasn't in War of the Worlds, was he? Yeah, he was definitely in War. Okay, of the Worlds. then I liked War of the Worlds. Yeah, really. Of all the movies I listed, you're gonna pick War of the Worlds. <laughs> I liked War of the Worlds. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. The worst. I have no credibility now. <laughs> how about let's listen? The movie was terrible, but how about how funny he was in Night and Day? Ah, uh, a little campy, but it was okay. It was funny. Yeah. And he was funny as uh. Well, you probably don't think he's funny because you hate him, but I thought he was funny in Tropic Thunder and that little cameo as Len. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's just a great yeah, movie. It's pretty great. Yeah, I can't believe you feel that way about Tom Cruise. I don't even I want to talk about the sorry, buddy. anymore. I'm sorry, you like you love Tom Cruise apparently. I love Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah, yeah I think he's great, man. I think you he's... think Mission Impossible is just the greatest thing to ever hit the theaters? No, I don't think it's the greatest thing to ever hit the theaters. But they've definitely put out quality films. The oh, first, wait, one, wait. the first one, and and especially the last two have been exceptionally mm-hmm. good. I mean, they're definitely popcorn flicks, I guess. You know, they're 
I mean, they're, like, exciting to see, but I feel like after you see them once, I, I wouldn't care to see them. You know what, buddy? Let's talk about something else. Let's I'm talk sorry, buddy. I, <laughs> I didn't realize that Tom Cruise that is going to be the Cruise source of our, oh, no, of our biggest fight opinion. ever. Don't change it just because I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> Listen, I've conceded that he's good in quite a few things. I don't... You're... I, shut up, Randy. <laughs> over it's over between us <laughs> we're done talking about tom cruise all right let's fight. it's our biggest fight ever <laughs> i know <laughs> all right let's talk about 007 the reboot with uh starting with casino royale yeah um i like this guy you know i, I think he's fine I, i've kind of felt the way about Every person who plays James Bond, like everybody, nobody plays it the same. You know, everybody brings something different to it. So it's so great about it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what's cool about the James Bond character. Um, no, I feel like nobody really has that. Like, um, even if they have a favorite Bond, it's just kind kind of like with Doctor Who. Everybody has a favorite Who, but nobody really. I'll say nobody really cares when when they re- when they change it mm-hmm. because that character just lends itself to being being different things all the time. So um, yeah, I, th- I think these new ones are fine. I-, I like them the same as I like a- any of the old ones, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they kind of have a pattern where the the first one was good and then the next one wasn't good and then the next yeah. one was good and then the next one wasn't good. Right. So hopefully the next one's good and he'll go out on a high note. Yeah, for sure. The next one I think is his last one. Oh okay. Um, I but think I like if they, are they doing another one though? Actually, now that I think about it, I think I they haven't. Are. I haven't I even seen the latest one yet. I haven't seen the. I feel like they are. I'm gonna double check, but I'm pretty sure they're doing at least one more, and then he's out. Um, but which I'm okay with. You know, I'm ready for a new James Bond. Yeah, maybe Tom Cruise will take it over. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. I don't think they're who, doing. Who would you like to see as the next James Bond? Oh, buddy, you know who I want to see. Who? Idris Elba. No. Who? Idris Elba. Oh, okay. Dude, I want Idris Elba as James Bond so bad, and people are bitching. Like, I mean, obviously there's some people complaining about the race, but we're going to set that aside because that doesn't deserve any sort of validation with with an argument. Um, People complain about his age, and this guy's a badass no matter what the age is. Like, Liam Neeson could play James Bond, right? Yeah. Liam Neeson did the Taken movies. He, like, all of a sudden, over 50 years old, and he's doing these real action-packed movies, and people are totally buying into it. So the age shouldn't matter. He could just be a very seasoned Bond. Right. You know what I mean? An well, old yeah, guy. look at Harrison Ford still playing Han Solo. He's going to play uh, Indiana Jones again. So, I mean, obviously older people can play action roles. That's right. So They just run a little slower. I think he'd be great. He would be... Yeah. He, to, he's like my dream James Bond. I think he's just your dream man. He's my dream man. I love it, Elba. I would kiss that man on his face, I think. Probably. I don't know. I might be too embarrassed. Never mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm never going to take you to a release of one of his movies, I don't think. I'm going to be there. You're going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of my favorites, Steve. Yeah, you so love great. him. You're always talking about him. This is probably like the fourth time you've you've brought him up. I've definitely brought him up, yeah, on my just without provocation. Right. Up. <laughs> you just think he's the finest man in the world. He's definitely the greatest, like the like the most good looking guy I think I've ever seen. He's so rugged. Like I'm with you there. Super, his face is super charming, man. Like I wish I was Idris Elba. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm just this chubby white guy. Yeah. And Idris Elba's over there being you know, tall and chocolatey goodness. Number one, uh, sexiest Idris Elba role. Mm, 
You you got it wrong. It's Chief Bogo. <laughs> From Zootopia. That's he didn't let me finish. Sexiest role. All right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, him as Luther. On the oh, show, okay. The show yeah. Luther. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Have you seen that Sexy. show? Uh, only a little bit. Only yeah, a little bit. I have seen stuff from it, though. So. Whatever, man. Yeah, but very sexy. Really disappointed me with Tom Cruise and now Idris Elba. Uh, I like Idris Elba, buddy. I like sure. him just fine. Yeah, whatever, man. So, uh, right. what, how about you? You got a dream James Bond? Um, They're talking no. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, he creeps me out. He would be the suave. Like, yeah, he he like, would be the creepy, like, gonna rape somebody one. He'd be the new <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sean Connery definitely has that rapey just, vibe. Just like Daniel Craig <laughs> is, like, the new Timothy Dalton. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, I, I guess I've never really put a lot of thought into who, who it should be. I, I'll give it to my man crush, Jude Law. <laughs> of <laughs> course. I think he could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I love Jude Law. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, Idris Elba could beat him up, but all right. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sure he could, yeah. Let's, uh, you got any any that you're thinking of you want to bring up? I know I've listed off a couple. Uh, so many, buddy. I have so many. Well, you uh, know we don't have all the time in the world. I know. We're not going to get to talk about all of them. Um, let's, br- let's breeze by superheroes, I'd say. Superheroes are probably number – top two most rebooted things ever <laughs> is going to be, I will say, superheroes – and and horror movies, right? Yeah. Horror movies are always getting reboots. Yeah, they're always getting um, the reboots. So I say let's just roll by because we're talking about superheroes all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, so the Batman's. It seemed like every movie was a reboot, <laughs> right? They never kept anything consistent. Um, obviously, the best ones are the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I, I guess, right? As far as movies go, they're probably the best movies. Would you agree? From so far, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so far, probably. There, there hasn't really been anything that's been up to that, you know, that, that really was working with Solo that is a reboot. And I guess we should clarify, we're not talking about remakes where they just, like, Evil Dead is a remake. Yeah. We're talking about movies um, where there was a previous franchise set in place, and now they've created a new movie to kind of restart that franchise. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Batman Begins was definitely restarting that franchise that was started by Tim Burton. And... I can't. I really can't think of anything else. They haven't rebooted anything in the MCU. Um, well, they, they kind of did. They did because um, they did Hulk, and then they had to do Incredible. No, but I, I mean within that universe of MCU, they haven't rebooted. Right, it. right, right. They rebooted Hulk with the MCU, but they yeah. did. But it wasn't like Hulk came out and then they did Incredible Hulk is still part of the same continuity. So, um, I'd say Hulk is Hulk is a reboot, but it's it's not a reboot within that universe. Um, and it was just one, like, Hulk was just a one-off shit film. Like, that's... Right, <clears throat> right. You think, it, you don't think there was ever any intention of, of bringing that into, like, a fold of a greater... I'm sure Ang Lee had all these plans for a future of Hulk movies where he grows so big that he can fight King Kong. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's going <laughs> one-on-one with Godzilla because he's so right. angry. Right. Yeah, thank oh. God they went with him. they did Incredible yeah. Hulk. Huh? Or or they or he fights a couple like gamma infused kitty cats. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up as like a Powerpuff Girls monster. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a good segue. How about Powerpuff Girls? Have you seen the new one, or did were you a fan of the originals? I didn't. I don't care about Powerpuff Girls. Don't care about them I've at seen, all. Watch it with my daughter, but I haven't seen the new one. 
Oh, okay. Um, don't care for it, really, buddy. I loved Powerpuff Girls. Cartoon Kraken um, is one of my favorite cartoonists. He did. Um, I'm always gushing on about Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and I don't know if you've you've seen that, right? You've seen I Foster's. Love Foster's. You love Foster's. Yeah, I knew we've talked about Foster's before. So, um, oh, man, I love Foster's and I loved Powerpuff Girls. But I feel like this new one, they kind of took like some of the stuff I loved about the old show out of it. And so th- that's kind of to my point about he got to keep like some of that original stuff. Like they changed the voices and, and for the most part, I guess whatever, except for Buttercup, who I hate. She sounds mm-hmm. like an idiot. Um, they kind of focus like they, they're doing more like topical stories, but they kind of left out that like kind of irreverent humor and and the action and stuff so they're kind of leaving that fall to the wayside so i feel like they changed the show way too much for it still to for me to still appreciate it um which is a bummer because i really like powerpuff girls so it sucks for me <clears throat> i wish you liked powerpuff girls buddy yeah sorry yeah. you don't have a I, favorite powerpuff i know Girl? uh well, if i had to pick one it'd be buttercup yeah, well, she, cause, just because she's green. Well, no, she's the strong-willed one, right? Like she's the badass. She's the one she's who's like ready the, to fight at a moment's notice. Always, yeah. She's yeah. kind of like the tomboy. Yeah, that was another thing. They they kind of took that away from her and just made her kind of shitty. Like I, I feel like even Blossom is more ready for a fight in the new show, mm. which doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. that. Yeah, I'll probably watch it with my daughter at some point, but it's, right. it's not high on the list. Um, yeah. How about let's talk Spider-Man since Spider-Man has had two reboots now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, first, we um, had the Tommy Maguire series, yeah. which uh, Sam Raimi did. They got up to three and then oh. they rebooted it with Andrew Garfield and they got up to two. And now the MCU has taken it over. And I feel like this is probably it. Like, I don't know that we're going to see another Spider-Man reboot. I hope that we won't have to. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I feel like this, especially since, you know, I, I've always been um, kind of on that team of I'm, I'm kind of done seeing Peter as a little kid. Yeah. Um, but this kid really impressed me. So I can see him being Peter as a kid and then hopefully growing up and, and being like a more adult Peter. So, um, well, see, so- I feel a little bit differently because um, I feel like we never got Peter as a kid. Because Peter was in in high school for, like, the first 30 minutes of the first yeah. Spider-Man movie. And then he was off to college, right? right. So, he, so he's he's not a kid, and he's not an adult. He's, you know, he's in between. Yeah. He's a, he's a young true. man. Um, and, then, and then in the Amazing Universe, Andrew Garfield was in high school in the first one and then graduated in the second one. Right. Um, but he was still an older high school kid, is what you mean. We haven't seen him as like like how we haven't seen him as fifteen, which is how they're yeah. getting how he's getting right. portrayed now. Um, yeah, no, you're you're right. We haven't seen him that young, so that's that's fair. And I think that's the exciting thing about Peter Parker is is seeing that kind of you know what what someone of that age with these types of responsibilities as Spider Man and high school and friends, you know, how do you balance all that? Yeah. Um, and I, I think they're going to do a really great job. What did you do? You think that the Spider-Man universe after Spider-Man three needed to be rebooted with the amazing series. I feel like it needed to be rebooted after two. I, really? I wish we never saw three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think three is You're saying great. instead of three, they should have just rebooted the series. They just re- no, I mean, obviously let them finish their series. I'm fine with them finishing their series, but it was terrible. It was a, it was a bad way to go out. 
which is unfortunate because I mean those movies do kind of hold like for anybody I feel like who who loves superheroes and superhero movies those those movies are going to hold kind of a place in your heart because that's kind of like the first you know that's like kind of like the first time superheroes were like legitimate in movies I feel like right like it kind of brought back the whole superhero yeah genre. around that time it was X Men and Spider Man and I think Spider Man set the tone better yeah than X Men def- did um, the third one didn't. The third one could have been so much better if there wasn't that studio interference. Because you know the stories. The studio made Sam Raimi include Venom. Right. And right. Venom was a big detriment in that. Like, like he detracted from that movie so much. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't done accurately. Um, no. And, and you know, we wouldn't have gotten the scenes with Peter, you know, doing his emo dancing thing that everyone hates and I hate. Him him slapping Mary Jane, you know what I mean? Playing yeah. the piano and dancing on the tables. Like, those terrible scenes wouldn't have existed <laughs> if the studio hadn't said, Sam Raimi, you can do Spider-Man 3, but you must do Venom. Right. But right. also, maybe Sam, Sam Raimi should have a little more appreciation for what is undoubtedly the, the most popular Spider-Man villain of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe know your maybe know your history, pal. Like it's okay to not like Venom, but if you're gonna do them, at least do them right. Don't yeah, at shitty. least try. Yeah, don't do it just to make a point. See, I told you this was gonna suck. Yeah, but just a Sandman <laughs> movie, I think would have been fine. Oh yeah, uh, and, and, and so a lot of those actors. My bad. Yeah, and and I was gonna say I I love James Franco. So um, I mean, not that those are his greatest movies or anything by any no. stretch of the imagination, but um. But I, I do like that they centered around him and and always kind of brought him back into the fold and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the story of Spider of, of Spider Man ended up kind of being the relationship between Peter um, and Harry. So I, I like that. Um, but and I do feel like a lot of the choices they made for people, like the actors that they put in in roles, should have been really really good, right? Oh, like. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you've said it before. Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker. He sucks as Spider-Man. Sucks as Spider-Man. Yeah, he sucks as Spider-Man. But oh. and I don't know the guy's name, but the guy who plays Sandman, you probably know it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Thomas Hayden Church. He's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a perfect Sandman. And I then thought obviously. He was, I thought he was an amazing Sandman. Yeah. Like for sure. To they they took so much away from him by having to include that Venom material. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't like that stupid story about how he was actually the one that shot Uncle Ben. Yeah, I, I know. I thought that was dumb. It's a bummer. Um, but him in general as that character was, he was, was great. great. And yeah. especially and then, the for the time were great. Right. Dude, yeah. his sand looked amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it looked just like comic book stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's what's cool about it. Um, and then obviously the first movie with, uh, with Willem Dafoe, I mean... There's, there's no other, He's right? the goblin, dude. There's no other, yeah. <laughs> so bring I him you back can, you for can the make MCU the argument. because he would still be a great <laughs> yeah, Norman Osborn. You could make the argument, I guess, that, um, oh, shoot, what's his name from Rescue Me? Dennis Leary um, could do it as well, but uh, it's only because they look yeah. the same. No, no, I can <laughs> see Dennis Leary doing it if he wasn't Captain Stacy in the next. In right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause yeah, but man, Jesus, he's, he was great as, as a goblin. I love that. And Just probably that the greatest comic book to, to film adaptation casting of all time is J.K. Simmons. Is J. Oh J. yeah. Simmons. Oh yeah. I mean, he's perfect. Definitely. Um, right out of the books. The, the fact that he has not been confirmed in any way to come back 
is so disappointing. Because while I'm not a fan of carrying stuff over, like if they were to do a Fantastic Four reboot, I don't want to see Ian Griffith come back as Mr. Fantastic or Michael Chiklis play the thing again. Right. But J. Jonah Jameson needs to be played by J.K. Simmons. (laughs) Yeah, they they got it right the first time. Yeah, it's just like Sam Jackson playing, playing, uh, uh, what's his name? The, how come I can't remember? Nick Fury. Um, oh, it's just right. like Sam Jackson playing Nick Fury. Like the, the comic character, that version of him was based on Sam Jackson or so they say, I mean, it's rumor really. Um, but, uh, it's almost like JK Simmons was the basis for J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> back before right. he became an actor. When they first came right. out the Spider-Man movies, they're like, there's going to be this guy, JK Simmons, and he's going to be perfect. So right. we're going to, we're going to use him. Everyone's going to love him in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> what do you think no. about the Amazing Universe? And I know we got to kind of rush through these a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll rush through them. Um, I, I like the Amazing Universe. I like Amazing better than I like Spider-Man. Um, I like Andrew Garfield. I think he's an awesome Spider-Man. I think he's kind of a dick as Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, so definitely don't like that they fo- they you know it's obviously the Peter Parker story. So we get a lot of Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's in the suit being Spider-Man and, and and doing the quips and I remember this one scene where he he crawls around. Fuck, I can't remember who it was, but he crawls around the the guy he's fighting and it was lizard. Right, yeah, he's crawling around lizard and uh, who again is another great choice. Um, and he's spitting him up with the, with the webbing. I think that looked so cool and just him talking and stuff. And then he fi- he fits the suit well. Like one of the big problems with um uh with Tobey Maguire is like he looks kind of chunky in the suit. He's like too he looks muscular in the suit, thick and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I guess it's not chunky, but he, he's too thick in it. Yeah. Uh, whereas he's, Andrew Garfield has that. Is yeah, the problem. Yeah. It's just problem. like Flash. You don't want someone like thick and ripped playing Flash. You want someone. Right. You don't want Batista playing the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Batista could play the Hulk. <laughs> right. He could play the Hulk just fine. Yeah. Or Red Hulk, maybe. Oh, dude, Red. <laughs> I want to see Red Hulk in the MCU so bad. Oh, uh, me too, buddy. So I want to. I want him CG, and I want William Hurt to voice him. It'd be, oh, be great, dude. Good. Can you imagine? I know. But so anyway, amazing. Um, yeah, I, I the first one was okay. I don't. I definitely. I definitely didn't like it as much as the first Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I definitely. T- I take issue with how they portrayed Lizard in that movie. I really don't like it. But overall, the Spider-Man stuff was great. The Peter Parker stuff was great. Um, it was the second one that really threw me off this franchise. Yeah. And I know you like it. But I, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I liked it. I, I don't like that they took away all of the responsibility at the end, kind of. Um, like, I kind of feel like they ruined the death a little bit. Oh, where we they, talked about this. That's right. Yeah, they could have played it just like, because it looked just like the comic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they could have played it just fine. But they they kind of ruined it right they they kind of let it so i'm trying to remember how exactly it was but he catches her and i think she hits her head yeah she hits her she hits her head on the bottom so it wasn't his fault anymore like you can make the argument that it wasn't spider-man's fault and the whole thing is that it's spider-man's fault that's the whole big thing about that death right the whole whole thing was that he he didn't know whether or not it was his right yeah he didn't know if her neck broke Right. When he caught her or after or before, like, it, but but he always assumed or just uh, the the guilt was on him that it was his fault. Right. Whereas in the comics, we know that you did that to her, right? <laughs> he he did it. He made a bad choice, and he 
and he messed it up and he you know you know it's his fault yeah and which which carried with spider-man for years and years and years so that's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. um so that was probably i mean that's the one that's one of the things i hated the most about it i'd say well let's um let's breeze through some of these i'm going to throw at you real quick we won't spend too much time on them all right um uh what are, what are your feelings on the um the fantastic four reboot terrible terrible right terrible 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 the first one was terrible but did a much better job than this one did <laughs> yeah 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 at least they were accessible yeah at least i felt like it's i was watching terrible. a comic book movie yeah at, at one point in those <laughs> at some point in that time <laughs> that those movies were playing um so yeah just terrible what do you just think terrible. what do you think about the uh, rebooted robocop movie uh i, I haven't or seen t- that yet actually you haven't seen it yeah no i haven't seen that yet man i thought it was fun yeah? Yeah, okay. I would see Ooh. another one if they came out with it. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Um it, it wasn't I mean I don't I don't I couldn't say whether or not it's better than than the original. Right. And that's weird to say. Um but uh there were there were elements of it that I thought were better than the original. And wow. and, and they did better. Hmm. Um And I don't want to spoil it I guess cuz you haven't seen it, but th- there are some really awesome nods to the original to the original. Yeah. In the that's movie cool. that you need to see. I uh, love the nods. Yeah. How about uh, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla movie? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel like they, they always do the best they can with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it always ends up falling flat. You know, Matthew Broderick was ridiculous so, so or in in that one so like every time they've done godzilla i feel like there's something wrong with it mm-hmm. um they haven't really nailed it but it's it's like one of those things like are the godzilla movies really that great though like the originals um i mean they're great because they're timeless and for what they were at the time but if that movie were made today we everyone would walk out of the theater right yeah so yeah so it's it's not it, it doesn't really hold up so, so to say that all these movies suck because they're not as good as the originals i don't think that's fair because they're they're probably better but they're still not quite there it's mm-hmm. not that good yeah um how about uh and and this one i think kind of skirts the line of being remake and reboot but i think it's probably more reboot uh dread from 2012 the carl urban oh that i didn't see buddy you love oh, carl urban, God, what's though. wrong with you i know dude dread is probably one of the best movies that came out in 2012 yeah yeah um wow. and it was so perfectly done i mean carl urban is dread in this movie mm-hmm. uh yeah you know i really like carl urban but he was fantastic what one of the one of the highlights of the of the movie or one of the things people walked away bragging or not not bragging but being excited about was that um unlike the stallone judge dread movie carl urban doesn't remove his helmet once in the film oh nice you never see his face that's it's cool. always his lower it's lower half you know from the yeah right low. right and he's always got a permanent scowl you know <laughs> he's got that he's always like got face, a frown yeah. you know like, like right. yeah yeah like somebody just farted and he's oh, like oh buddy no <laughs> yeah yeah he's got that he's definitely got that look like something's foul something's, something's super wrong. foul something's awry here. yeah that's great if you haven't seen it man you got curry it. into the room and it's real ugh. i only have a couple more i want to throw at you um the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Yeah, that's on my list, buddy. Um, that's definitely a reboot. So, and it's 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 a good thing. I think it's it's getting TMNT some major play. 
Um, it's not bad enough that, that I'm disappointed in it being the new direction and stuff. Um, I'll say this. The turtles are, are fucking monsters. And they're yes, they're ugly as shit. They're so ugly. I'm <laughs> never going to get over that. There's the, They can make a hundred of these new movies. And I'm, I'm never going to get over it or be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care about April as a character that much. But I do think that they could have done better. Um, but I do want to see it not, you know, I don't want to see her be a focus anymore. I definitely want to see her take a backseat because when the turtles are on screen, they are amazing, right? They yeah, are the they're turtles. They're awesome. Even though they're uh, ugly. They Yeah, even though they're ugly, the personalities are on point. They're portrayed really well. Yeah. That, that happens in the second movie, buddy. April definitely takes a backseat. She takes a backseat, So yeah, if they're that's... doing another one, I think they'll do the same thing as they did on this one where, where the turtles are at the forefront. Right. Some of the continuity changes obviously suck, you know. Um, and stupid. It doesn't make any yeah, sense, right? Sense. Splitter yeah. learns kung fu and becomes one of the greatest kung fu masters from reading a book and training. Like that's yeah, stupid. that he found in the fucking gutter. Like, uh, <laughs> make any sense, so right? Stupid. Um, I, I mean, it's. I feel like they kind of try to like they were like, well, we're gonna try to make it more realistic, but it's like, well, well, they're Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> but we want his story to be different because you know, like the original story with the in his relationship with Shredder, you know, they decimated that. So I think that's that's a bummer um, to see that happen. So so there are things that are not good about it, but generally, I think they're fun movies, and I think they they totally understand who the turtles specifically are, mm-hmm. even if they don't understand their histories, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. They, yeah. they nailed the turtles, but they, the, the, the movies are not good. Um, right. But it falls into that category of it's just, it's just entertainment. It's just for yeah, fun. It doesn't definitely. have to be good. Um, the last one I want to throw at you, I think we're both going to agree is pretty, pretty piss poor. Mm. Um, the, uh, the, the Terminator franchise has had, oh, yeah. I think two reboots, Salvation and then Genesis. Yeah, and they they try to play Genesis like a continuation because um, they do try to they throw in stuff that was present in the first movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean they they get a lot of liberties with time travel and stuff like that, right? I mean, yeah. So time travel leaves a lot open to where you can't really complain about stuff they do. But the movies just weren't good. They just weren't entertaining. They weren't fun. That's that's the bummer. Like um, the first thirty minutes of Genesis is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Until, until the they go, part, yeah. until they, I think they go to the future. Until they go to the future, it really is super great. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the stuff, and this has happened in, in um, uh, Terminator movies before, and that's that every like the the big plot points get spoiled in the trailers. You know, so finding out that um, that uh, oh shoot, have you seen Genesis? I gotta make sure. Yo, yeah, definitely. okay. So finding out that Sarah Connor's son, that John becomes a Terminator, yeah, in the trailer just sucked because how great of a reveal yeah. would that have been in the movie? That's a bummer. And they've done that on the other ones too, showing that um, what's his name, the the dude the dude from uh, Avatar, Sam Worthington, showing that oh, he yeah. was a Terminator in the last movie, and then you know in uh, Terminator Two giving away that Terminator was a good guy. Um, I feel like that was a that was not smart. I feel like you should have just gone in and, and you know, j- just do the trailer saying, hey, here's a new Terminator movie. 
right. but not really give away too Terminator many details. Action, but you don't have to show his motivations. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. That that's a whole episode in itself is how to handle a trailer <laughs> correctly. I think we should do that pretty soon. I know next yeah. week we've got we've got some plans, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. To the trailer, the trailer content is something I want to talk about too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there, there's, I have so many more on my list, but I'll, I'll breeze through them, buddy. Um, I'll try to lump a few of these into like, so TV shows get a lot of reboots lately. Like, it seems like that's the whole new thing to do now. Um, so like some of the big ones, like Fuller House, which I don't really give a shit about, but I mean, it's definitely got a lot of play. Like, it's a big deal. Um, which is funny because that's kind of like a continuation of the original story, but it's definitely a reboot in that it's about totally different people. So, mm-hmm. or you well, know, you know we, it focuses on. We we didn't really iron this down, um, but I was I I was kind of working under the assumption that we were just going to do movies. Um, so well, I, I think just reboots in general. Yeah, I, well, I but, think reboots in general are. But, if we're, if we, but there is a whole conversation to be had about TV shows. Do so you maybe want to save the TV shows and do one about? just tv shows and then we'll have time to go through some more of your movies um because i i definitely have some tv shows i want to talk about for yeah the rest most of the rest of my ones on mine are are tv shows so we'll we can definitely save them for another time um but uh just to give you a tease buddy something that got rebooted a bunch of times i just want to bring it up so looney tunes got rebooted to the looney tunes show which you and i both freaking love and then they rebooted it to this new wabbit show and they try to make it more like original Looney Tunes, and I don't think they did a good job. I don't, no. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I like it, but Looney Tunes show, I'm so sad that that's gone. That yeah. was like the greatest reboot of all time. I understand the hate <laughs> for it, just like I understand the hate for Teen Titans Go. But yeah, you, you just have to look at it as, as a completely different monster. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right, buddy. We'll talk about shows another time. Let me throw in there, since we already kind of mentioned it, um, Tim Burton. Because he's he's been rocking some of these remakes. So Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Alice, both, buddy. I, I'm done with Tim Burton, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, done with Tim Burton. Yeah, I'm done with him rebooting stuff. I'm done with him remaking stuff. I don't think he does a good job. And he doesn't ever take in any consideration to, like, what came before it. I mean, some a lot of people do say, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory added some more stuff from the original book. Mm-hmm. But, um... I don't know. The, the the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is so time-honored. You know what I mean? That almost has become, you know, everybody's original thought of that franchise. Yeah. So, um, man, I was super disappointed in that. And, and like you said, I think it, there's a big problem when, when Johnny Depp gets in league with Tim Burton and they want to redo stuff. They, yeah. They, they don't they don't have any respect. And then but then Johnny Depp on his own, he's such a great actor, right? Yeah. So he could be so great. And Tim Burton is great, you know? Like Tim Burton has done some classics that you can't deny. Like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And the first Batman <laughs> yeah. movie. Number one. Yeah, yeah. number one. But I no, definitely. I mean obviously Edward Scissorhands back in the day was was the the last time they did good together. But um uh, Beetlejuice is like the first thing, that's the first movie I think of with Tim Burton is Beetlejuice because yeah, that was so it. that was so great. Yeah, that's and, and and I wish that Tim Burton was still like he was back then. You know, he was always a little wonky. His his imagery is really cool, but I just think they they went way out of the box. Well, when so they, here's they what I think things. happened with Tim Burton. He did Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands, right? And he's himself. He's thinking, oh, I like doing these movies. This is what I'm yeah. gonna yada yada. And then he started reading the reviews where everyone said, this is what Tim Burton's great as. 
Yeah. Like, this this is what he does so well. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm doing these movies for the rest of my career. <laughs> right. This is what I'm doing now, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the first movie he did was Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is, right. which is like, no connection to any of his other oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's unrecognizable. Right? I mean, he did, like, Sleepy Hollow. He did uh, Sweeney Todd. He did Dark Shadows. Um, oh, here's another reboot. He did Planet of the Apes, which is awful. So he did he did the original Planet of the Apes reboot. Um, the one that only had the one movie, right? Yeah, with Mark Wahlberg. With Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. God, those. I, I meant to bring those up when we were talking about Planet of the Apes earlier. Those were. That was a shit movie. It was a travesty. <laughs> Just <laughs> terrible. Travesty. Yeah. And that's what I mean. So he, he, his strong point is not remakes and reboots. He, he, he. I think he's got to leave it alone. He's got to do his own original material. Yeah. Um, and and he's got to stop. I don't know. It's almost like he's so full of himself now that he's like, this is what I do. You know, right. this is what I do, and I'm good at it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you were. Yeah, you you were. <laughs> you it's a bummer that Superman never got made, so we could have shat on that. So we could shat on the Nicolas Cage <laughs> Superman. Right. <laughs> um, Death of Superman so, Lives. Great so, movie. Yeah, Death of Superman Lives is a good movie, for sure. Um, it's like, yeah, it's super. It's a very interesting movie. But I, I don't know. I would have watched it if it came out. But do you have knows? anything else, real quick, before we get into? Um, Ghostbusters. The big one, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's see. I, I wanted to ask your opinion on something, but then I did want to say um, I do like when they remake movies. Um, sometimes it sounds stupid, but like as musicals. Um, one so one of my favorite. So Mel Brooks as producers is one of my favorite movies of all time. With Gene, and I only bring it up because we were talking about Gene Wilder and stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite movies, favorite movies with Gene Wilder, and they remade it as like that mu- the mu- the Broadway version that Mel yeah. Brooks wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that kind of thing, I think is so much fun, man, because you can go back and just kind of play with that original content. Mm-hmm. But there's no need to remake a movie like that, right? No. And and I guess my point is, there's certain movies that just there's no business remaking them, right? Like I, I don't think that there's a point. Um, Some I, movies hold up just fine the way they are, and they don't need yeah. to be brought into the mainstream. Again. Right. Yeah, I don't think it is, and and which kind of brings me to my point is, what do you feel about? Even though some of them are good, do you feel like that it was necessary to remake all the Disney movies that like they're doing now? Um, four years ago, two years ago, I would have said no, that's ridiculous. You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. But they are breathing new life into these properties. Yeah, and they've done such a great job on. I'd say I'd say even kind of three of the four are good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially Jungle Book and especially Cinderella are great. And, um, there, honestly, there are so many Disney movies that I want to see realized in live action. And you know, the number one for me is Aladdin. I want to yeah. see a live action Aladdin. Which um, I think could work. I think it could work. I mean, obviously if they were going to do it, they would either have Robin Williams voice him or now since he's passed away, they'd have to get someone else. Um, and I've heard the argument, people say, well, they can't do it now because Robin Williams passed away. Well, I mean, they can. They just can't use his audio clips. Like that, yeah. that's the thing in his will is is his audio clips can't be used right. um, for anything else. But you could do a CG genie in a live action movie, and it'd be great. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I just I would love to see that. I'd love to have some of the music kept in. Yeah. Um. God, I I love the the whole Latin story. So in that situation, I think they'd have to go a different way with genie because if it's somebody just doing a shit poor Robin Williams impression, right? Which is kind of how you know Aladdin to, or Return of Jafar kind of was as far as genie is concerned. Yeah, because they got Dan Can- Canstanella, Cast- yeah, the dude who's that not plays bad. Homer. 
Yeah, it was not bad. Yeah, he but did fine. It's but it was like he was trying to be, which you know you have to be because you're you're you know it's a he's sequel portraying genie yeah. playing that character. Yeah, so you are you do end up just doing a bad Robin Williams impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to be either somebody who's really good at that or they, they take it a different way. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say real quick, buddy, Jungle Book totally changed my opinion of it because until Jungle Book, yeah, I bet I I, t- I was totally against these these Disney remakes, especially because Maleficent. Who's one of my, you know, one of the, up there with some of my favorite Disney people. Um, I felt like they totally ruined her story, so I was bummed by that. But the portrayal was really good. So up up until Jungle Book, I haven't been excited about Disney movies being remade. So yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm with you. I, like I said, about two years ago, probably before Cinderella came out, I was rolling my eyes at it. Yeah. Um, but I'm really looking forward to Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. Um, and that's that's one of those ones I, I'm going to wait to see. I'm going to really hope that it blows my mind like Jungle Book did, but I'm not super pumped about it. Oh, I am. At this yeah. point, at this point, I'm on board. Yeah. Super on board. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a shot, especially now. Again, I, I hate to keep harping, but uh, because of Jungle Book, I think I'm going to be more open to these movies. Yeah, as well yeah. you should, man. Jungle Book For was sure. great. You yeah. know who was in Jungle Book, who voiced a character? I Jungle definitely Book know Jungle who's Book. the sexiest man alive. Yeah, but say his yeah. name. I, Idle? Idleman? Idleman Albu? No, you're Albert? close. No, you, yeah, you're real close. <laughs> I j- Idris Elba. Ah, there you go. That's I it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> buddy, doesn't that just roll off the tongue? It does. Hey-o. Like <laughs> buddy, right? Uh, just roll. Because <laughs> of dicks? Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> right. All right, good. Dicks Elba. So, um, <laughs> so okay, so to, to continue that in that vein, there are certain movies that just should not be touched, right? There, and, and especially old comedies, like 1980s comedies, and and I say it all the time, like Mel Brooks stuff and and stuff like that. Those types of comedies, like, should not be touched, right? No. And to be honest with you, buddy, I feel that way about Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters, and I don't think it needed to be bothered with. Um, well. So let's get into Ghostbusters. Yeah, let, let's get into it. What I'll say about that is to whether or not the movie should have been made. Yeah. Um, I have two feelings on it. And, and the first feeling is that if they're going to reboot it and not make it like a requel, like a sequel mm-hmm. reboot kind of thing, then I think that's dumb. I don't think that's a smart move. Pick a different property or come up with your own. But don't mess with something like Ghostbusters if you're not going to make it within the same universe. Um There's been a concept thrown around for Ghostbusters 3 for so long about uh, the main Ghostbusters cast passing on the mantle to um, a group of new cast members. Yeah. And and I know at the time they were talking about some of them were female. But it doesn't matter, right? They could have all been female. They could have all been male. It wouldn't have mattered. It doesn't matter. Um, So uh, that concept, I think, would have been served better for another Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, kind of um, like, so everything that the original Ghostbusters did, like, the, the public still knows about it, but these are, like, the new, because cl- those guys are too old now, right? They're 60 years old. Mm-hmm. They can't be running around Ghostbusting. So this is, like, the new school Ghostbusters. So that would have made sense to you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, right. so, and so my other feeling is, if they're not going to, if they're, if, if they're not going, or sorry, if they're going to, they're going to make it not connected, that's dumb. And if they are going to make it connected past the mantle... And right. give it to the new female cast, and that would have been fine. But, and I know you haven't seen the movie, and I've seen the movie. We're going to talk about some spoilers here. 
Uh, yeah, I, I will say I'll say this only because, and not just for my sake, but only because the movie is so fresh. I, I, I'd say let's stay away from huge spoilers, but I definitely want to talk about like kind of the feeling you got um, and the mm, themes that they used and stuff. Yeah, so the as as far as kind of like where this movie is in the continuity, it doesn't exist. It's its own thing, right? It's right. totally restarting the franchise, um, right. which is just not smart. You just you just shouldn't do that. And especially so Paul they kind of don't mention them. So those the original Ghostbusters were not active. They'd never done the things that they had done in those. Right. Movies. This is a universe where where Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd were never, um, you know, the the Ghostbusters, and they they've never existed. And Harold Ramis. Don't and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson. Yeah, um, they were never know, anybody. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moranis, like none of them have their characters did not exist. Don't exist. Okay. Um, so it's not a passing down of the mantle like it should have been. And Paul right. Feig has this has this thing where when he makes his movies and he does make really funny movies, but mm-hmm. they're like mock movies, right? Yeah. Like the Heat is 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 a mock of kind of you know it's, I mean it's a buddy it's a buddy cop movie, but it's kind right. of a mock of buddy cop movies in its own sure. way. Um, Spy is a mock of spy movies. Uh, I don't know what Bridesmaids is a mock of, but it's a mockery sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mockery of film yeah. in general. But his movies are super funny, and they're great on their own. And Paul Feig is not the guy who you hand the Ghostbusters franchise to. No. Because Paul Feig is going to do Paul Feig things to it. Right. And and the Ghostbusters is such a it's, – it's just a time-honored classic now. Oh, yeah. It's so fantastic, and it did such a great job of being what it was that you can't duplicate that. So instead of duplicating it, just kind of lead it in a new direction. Don't restart it completely. So it's a completely fresh new take on Ghostbusters, and mm-hmm. it does not feel like a Ghostbusters movie. Um, that's that's a at total all. bummer, man. Yeah. yeah. That's a, a real big bummer because – it, it, so let me let me ask you this. So do they do they make fun of like the fact that they're ghost busting? Is that like kind of where they start making fun of themselves, um, or where is that? No, not really. They as as far as why they become Ghostbusters and you kind of their motivation for it, it, it's pretty standard, right? Like the the main two, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, wrote a book at one point and um, about the paranormal, and then they wind up getting together when they're older, and one has moved on, and the other still researches the paranormal. And real quick, just almost five minutes into the movie, we're getting ghost activity, and they're saying, hey, we're going to bust ghosts. I mean, they right. jump right into it a little too fast. Right. Um, Whereas in the Ghostbusters, they had a – it was set up in a, a pretty comical way. Like, I mean, we see ghost activity – the first scene of the movie. Um, but as far as their motivations, they're just scientists who have been studying this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and in that scene, they, they find out how they can start trapping ghosts. And the, the, one of the things I love about, about Bill Murray, about Peter Vinkman is he's, he uses science as kind of like is as kind of a con almost like to get one over on somebody. Yeah. So when he hears that <laughs> you can trap ghosts, he, he's like, well, we can make money off this. Right. So, um, which is, I mean, at least they let that play out organically, right? And it's about a half an hour, I would say. So this was just kind of like throw it in. So we're yeah, they jumped now. right into it where they were seeing ghosts and deciding yeah. they were going to be Ghostbusters and and this whole right. thing. Um, so the and then and then there's a lot of jabs at the audience too. Huh. Um, yeah, at one point they put up a Ghostbusters website and people are people are 
putting terrible comments on there. And it's, of course, it, it, it's that approach that Paul Feig and the studio took, which is if, if you don't like this, it's because they're women. So right. there was that one little scene where I rolled my eyes because they're like they're reading comments and it's like four girls can't catch ghosts. You know, this is stupid. This is pointless, yada, yada. And then they're like laughing at these people for how ridiculous they are for feeling this way. Yeah, why does Paul Feig think that because we don't want our our franchises that we love ruined that it's because <laughs> you put women in it? Like, what? Isn't because, that sexist? That it is you because assume he is that a sexist. That's the reason? Exactly, one hundred percent. Because if we don't like something and a woman is starring in it, it's because it's a woman that's starring in it. That is yeah. sexist. And that doesn't bother me at all that they made women. Like you said, if it was one of these things, they handed down the roles, these are the new school Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and they happen to be ladies, I don't. that wouldn't bother me at all. And again, as long as they, and we'll get in, so I want to ask you about this, it was, if, as long as they keep like the same theme of the comedy. So what I love about Ghostbusters, buddy, is they don't, even though there is physical comedy and stuff, and obviously there's funny visuals, Ghostbusters hinged itself on excellent writing, right? Because those guys are, are amazing. Um, you know, Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis and all yeah. those guys. Those guys are funny people. And that's why those old SNL, we found the conversation, those old SNLs are, are some of the best. So the movie hinges on like um, like kind of that you know the the very like um how, how uh, what do i mean like the the way they talk right the subtle it's very wit and dry it's a yeah. wit and dry humor right and very subtle dialogue comedy yeah um and and they pull that stuff off so well like one of my favorite parts of, of ghostbuster and i love ghostbusters too almost just as much as one which some people don't but um he's trying to do some tests on the baby harold ramis and Sigourney weaver's like is that gonna hurt my baby and he's like no no i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> like that that delivery like that subtle little thing those yeah are, that those are the best parts of ghostbusters so do they bank on that kind of stuff here or is it more of what we saw in the trailer which was like fat jokes and over the top crazy you know melissa mccarthy humor it's definitely it's definitely the latter yeah. It, it's way it's way more of that it's it's typical paul feig humor if you've seen the heat and if you've seen yeah. spy and and uh bridesmaids that's what it is that's the type of humor so that she it, makes fun of herself for being fat i'm sure no no not really well, but i'm just saying it's very slapsticky like there's you know there's okay. a couple of falling gags um yeah gross out humor that joke from the trailer where she's like you know oh it got everywhere in every crevice um or in every crack right yeah, like that's yeah. not funny and it was still in the movie and it was still not funny in the movie right um right. that being said there are there are elements of the movie that are very very funny um and you know i feel like this is going to be a double-edged sword because i'm going to say this and people are going to say well of course of course mm-hmm. that's the case for you because you're a man and you're a sexist oh no but chris hemsworth was the funniest person in this movie <laughs> Yeah, you did tell me that. He, he made me laugh multiple times. Um, Give me that bit that you told me about. So, so one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite bits is he's a moron in this movie. He plays yeah, yeah. an idiot, right? But he's real good looking, and Kristen Wiig is like always trying to get close to him, and he just you know doesn't doesn't comprehend it. it. Yeah, well, right. it's not that he doesn't have it; he just doesn't see it. Um, um, he's doing like the so whole Fred thing in the Scooby Doo remakes, where yeah, he doesn't know yeah, that he Daphne likes him and stuff. Yeah. Um, so so at one point he brings coffee to Melissa McCarthy and he starts walking away and she goes, oh, hey, uh, you know, did you put uh, did you put sugar in this? And he goes, oh, I think so. And then he takes a sip of it and then he spits it out. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I hate coffee. Uh, yeah, there's sugar in that. And then he just walks away. <laughs> that not only does he take her coffee and drink it, but he notes fully. But he spits it out and then notes that he did get it right. <laughs> right, right, and yeah. Kristen, no, and, and Melissa McCarthy's looking at it like it's disgusting. And Kristen Wiig, like, very casually says, well, we don't want this to go to waste. And she takes it and she tries taking a sip of it. Um, that was another funny bit is that Melissa McCarthy doesn't understand why Kristen Wiig is so attracted to him. Mm-hmm. When, like, when they did the interview and she's like, you know, she's like, oh, he's so good looking. And Melissa McCarthy's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, one of my other favorite bits is during the interview – uh you you find out you know he's wearing glasses in the trailers yeah. right so you find out in the interview he goes and he scratches his eye but he goes right through where the lens would be <laughs> <laughs> right and he scratches his eye and they say wait a minute do your do your glasses not have lenses and he said oh no they kept getting dirty so i took them out <laughs> <laughs> so the whole movie he wears glasses with no lenses Right. And so he's he's a big dummy. He's a big dummy, but he's super funny. Um, right. He's that. You know what I like in that. You know when they do that kind of dumb humor, um, is that someone's like confident about the fact that they think they're doing the right thing. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, he's not. Yeah. It's not just that he's a dummy and he doesn't. You know, like he thinks he's doing a good job sometimes. Right, um, right. At one point, he answers the phone and he can't say things right. Like he he's like meta, meta metaphorical science of. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he can't put the words together. Right. And then at one point he answers the phone and he goes, thank you for calling Ghostbusters, the home of the metaphysical, uh, you know, trampoline of the of the science world. <laughs> and then he looks at Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and he goes, I'm talking like you guys. And then he gives him a wink. <laughs> like, he's doing a good job. <laughs> doing a good, yeah. Yeah. He was really funny. The other person who made me laugh the most was um, um, Kate McKinnon. And I love Kate McKinnon. Um. I I like her more than Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy now. Um, because of this movie? N- well, this movie put it over the top, but I've always I've liked Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live for a really long time. You know how sometimes like Saturday Night Live isn't good anymore, yeah. but sometimes they get those players that are just super super great at what they do, like Kristen Wiig, um, Will Forte, um, and now Kate McKinnon like is on that list of people who I will watch bits that she's in because she's so funny. Right. She is just great in this movie. Um, even Leslie Jones, who I was concerned about because the trailers definitely focused a lot on the fact that she's a black woman. Yeah, for sure. Um, they did a they did a pretty good job. There was there, from what I remember, there's really only that one comment when she jumps into the crowd and they move, and she's like, "I don't know if it was a race thing or a yeah. late thing, but I'm pissed really, as hell." Yeah, which uh, is which is kind of which I guess is good because you know they never did that with uh, with what's Winston's real name. Um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, they they never did that with him. In fact, Ernie Hudson and Winston was kind of like the smartest one, right? He was the most realistic guy. Yeah, um, he was down to earth, and he had like some serious insights. You know, mm-hmm. at one point, you know, he's the one who brings up like, "Is this really the apocalypse? Like, did we ever stop to think maybe this is the dead rising from the grave?" And yeah, you know, he's the only one who has those kind of serious moments. So that's I, her I'm, role in this movie. That's what she does. She all the other three are scientists, and she's like, um, she works at like at a subway station, mm-hmm. and she just knows a lot about the town and the city right um and can talk well, that's kind of like the same as he was yeah they yeah. brought him on later yeah. yeah so it's fine um but she she was kind of there from the beginning you know the first the first ghost encounter was without her but then she kind of shows up because she had a ghost encounter and wants to mm-hmm. tell them about it. and then she just joins the team she just decides right. i'm going to be part of the team um so there was a lot of humor 
and I, I'll be honest, I'd say probably 50% of it landed. Yeah. But the 50% of it that did land was really funny. Right. Um, and I will watch, I won't go to the theater and see it again. Um, but if I had like a couple of friends that said, Hey, we're going to go see Ghostbusters. You want to go see it with us? I'd probably go because I would have fun seeing it with friends. But you got, I mean, in order to enjoy this movie, you have to be able to separate it. You have to be able to say, it's okay that this movie is a Ghostbusters movie, but has nothing in common with the original. So you have to lie to yourself. You have to lie to yourself. You have to say that it's okay, because it's not okay. No, it's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay. But if you don't want to hate it, if you want to try to find something to enjoy about it, there is a lot of humor. The story's, eh. Yeah. Story's so-so. Um, now, I'll say this, like some of the, the bit, like some of the stuff with, with Chris Hemsworth, like it does sound like that's going to be the funniest parts of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's still not really the kind of comedy, like Ghostbusters is a, is a very smart comedy. Like if you right. take away the fact that they're fighting and chasing ghosts and, and the whole sliming thing, you take that out, like the movie is funny because of, of good writing, right? Yeah. Um, or good dialogue writing at least and good, you know, good, um good delivery yeah so and that's what why i personally thought that kristen wig was going to end up being my favorite because i uh, the reason i love kristen wig i don't like her over the top saturday Night live characters i like her better um when she does the uh like when it, when like she makes cameos straight man yeah well when she makes cameos in like um oh darn it the, those the movies that i love so much <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. You know, like the Seth Rogen and those kind of movies. Oh, okay. um, their whole team. What Judd Apatow? Judd Apatow movies. Um, when when she does her cameos in that, uh, her the reason she's funny is always because of her delivery, right? Like she always says lines very funny. I love so, her um, in MacGruber. I thought yeah, she was yeah. excellent in MacGruber. Little yeah. So I mean, sometimes a little over the top, but um. But yeah, I mean, but but yeah, I, I love her delivery and I like how she she does do that kind of like subtle just in passing comments that you'd almost miss in everyday yeah. life, but that's what she's funny at. So that's kind of why I thought she would be the best fit for Ghostbusters. Cause it sounds like the rest of the comedy doesn't really fit for Ghostbusters. It's, it's not, um, it's not an Ivan Reitman movie. Yeah. At all. Or a, I mean, it's, it's not a Harold, like all those guys from the originals. Yeah. Right. This is not their kind of movie. They would right. not fit as those as as the characters from those movies in this movie because right. it's a different world. And I mean, you mentioned John A- Judd Apatow. He would have been a much better fit for this. For I feel this. like he would have respected the franchise. More. Absolutely, he would have yeah. respected it, and it is kind of his humor. It's kind of the wit and that dry. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters had some genuine scares in it, like the like the first one. There were some things that were like, oh my goodness, like I yeah. forgot this was not just a comedy. Right. Um, right. And this. It had one scene where it was a little like, oh, mm-hmm. um, but that was it. Um, like when the librarian shushes them when they yeah. go after him. Yeah, that yeah. was scary to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that freaks me out. <laughs> um, so it, does, it doesn't work as a Ghostbusters movie. It works as a movie. And yeah. I wish if, if the original Ghostbusters didn't exist, this movie would be much better than it is. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap it all up saying that I want to say this again, that that's a real bad way to handle, you know, reboots and remakes, because um, because here's the thing, man, those women could be in a movie together and they could probably be in a movie where they're fighting the supernatural or fighting ghosts even and it not be Ghostbusters. And it would probably have I mean, for me. 
I'd be more apt to seeing it and would probably respect the movie more if it wasn't hinging on on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and for apparently no reason, because it's nothing like Ghostbusters. So so to me, I feel like I don't think remakes and reboots should like it's almost like they take advantage of that core audience like we're gonna get those guys because they loved ghostbusters yeah. but then we're gonna let them down right that's all they're trying to do yeah and whereas like like so i'll ask you if this movie was just ghost ladies and it had nothing to do with ghostbusters and it was just this team of chicks who got together and fight ghosts mm-hmm. the movie probably would be would be just fine right yeah yeah it'd be i mean the movie's just fine as it is but with the history behind it it does soil it a little bit yeah you you really have to be that person that says i'm okay with this not being in the ghostbusters franchise i'm okay with this being its own thing and i'm not okay with it yeah but it but but there were elements of it that i was that i was totally comfortable with and i and i really enjoyed so i mean i'll see it again yeah Um, it sounds like we'll be on the same page with this one the one thing i wanted to say um is that if it weren't for this podcast i wouldn't have gone to see the movie You saw it just so you can have some reference. I saw it because I it. knew we were going to talk about reboots. Yeah. Um, so I wanted, so I wanted to check it out, and um, I feel like it's, I feel, I felt like I was kind of between a rock and a hard place because, on one hand, I I want to see the movie because I think it's ridiculous the amount of people that are giving it so much hate without seeing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think sure. that that's really crazy. Um. And uh, and I, th- I think it's disrespectful to the to the studio, to the cast, to the original cast, to, to, to the Ghostbusters franchise. If you're that type of person who who goes out of their way to make a YouTube video, and this is looking at that video gamer douchebag, mm-hmm. right? If you're that type of person who goes out of their way to make a six to seven minute long video saying, I'm not even going to see this movie or review it that's that's insane that's ridiculous and i want to see this movie just to kind of shit on you in a way (laughs) right yeah now the other side of that and the reason why i really would not have gone to see it if it weren't for the podcast is that um i think that the studio and paul feig have been so inappropriate in how they yeah. handled the response to this film. Oh yeah, they've been immature and and you know and just like when you said like kind of kind of shitting on your audience not only in the media but then in the movie too. In the movie too, yeah, yeah definitely. There to were and that wasn't the on only us. one. There were other scenes where they were like shitting on people who judge the movie. Right. Which would be fine if it was like 21 Jump Street, which was actually another reboot I wanted to bring up and talk about, but oh, yeah. um, we'll have to talk about it another time. Um, Jump Jump Street made fun of itself, yeah. but it but it balanced it really well, and the material from the previous, you know, from the 21 Jump Street TV shows lends itself to that, right. you know. But right, Ghostbusters yeah. has the following that it has, and that's not anyone's fault. That just that is just the case. And Paul Feig calling people assholes and saying that the community is full of dicks, and then the yeah. studio and him all making it about the fact that we don't like it because because it's women and not men, and we're sexist. Like that, I hate that, and I think yeah. I think that's irresponsible, and I think it's unacceptable to do something like that. So I was not interested in giving them my money. Yeah, you had a hard way. time just supporting them. Because they're exactly they're, yeah being so irresponsible. But luckily, their, I have um, a Fandango gift card, so it wasn't really you, you know what I mean. Like I wasn't really <laughs> paying money. Right, right. Um, they were getting oh, boy, they were getting the that sweet Fandango money. Oh but, yeah, definitely. But bro, I was God, I was real, real disappointed. Like yeah. 
in, in, in how in the studio hand in the way the studio handling they should have been the bigger men paul feig should have said i i understand you guys don't like this i'm sorry that the trailers weren't good i hope you guys go and see it and judge it for what it is that's the right yeah way to handle yeah it. come talk to me after you see the movie yeah. and then and then we'll see but yeah that's but he's not wrong Right? I mean, Ghostbusters crowd is full of assholes because there are people who do hate it because there are women in it. It's a small, small minority within the um Yeah, I'm sure they're within out within the yeah. fan base, but they exist. But then there are also people who will just shit on it no matter what because it's not the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. And that sucks. And that uh, he's not wrong. There are assholes in in the world, right? In right. within the fan base, in the in the geek and nerd cu- in the geek and nerd culture. They exist. But it's irresponsible for you to say that you can't say that because you just made a movie directed for all these people. I can say it because we just do a shitty little podcast where we bitch about things and talk (laughs) about some things, right? right? Like that's it. And we're part of the community, right? But if I was going to make a movie, if I was going to make like, um, Oh God, what's the time? What's a time honored classic? You know what? Let's say I'm going to remake labyrinth, right? Which you know, has a huge fan base. If I remake Labyrinth and the first trailer comes out and people are like, oh, fuck this, I hate it. And I turned around and I said, you guys are assholes. Yeah, fuck you. you. I deserve the shit that I get. I would never do that (laughs) because it's dumb. You can't do that. You just, it's so stupid. You're already taking a risk. You already know what you're doing. You're already trying to just hinge off somebody else's success almost. Yeah. Um, Which I guess you could almost say that for any reboot or remake, like you're almost, you always are kind of hinging off the success of, of those franchises, but, um, but at least respect it, you know, at least do it. At least do it in a way that shows that you did care about the, like maybe I, I feel like Paul Feig maybe is didn't like Ghostbusters. Maybe he didn't you know, maybe he didn't really care for it. He definitely so doesn't, he doesn't understand it. And that was right. the first thing I told you what after I saw it was that yeah. Paul Feig does not understand the original Ghostbusters. He took the the concept and the logo and the title. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and that's bullshit. And Slimer, right? Slimer's in it. Yeah, I guess. I heard he. I I saw in the trailer he looked kind of cool, right? He was updated. He looks fine. Yeah, he He's, looks fine. Okay, what's the role of Slimer? You can tell me that real quick. Um, the ghosts have invaded the city, as you've seen in the trailer. Yeah. And um, they walk up to this hot dog machine, hot dog vending thing, um, hot dog vendor cart. That's what it is. And it's like moving around and you can hear munching and then Slimer pops out and then he takes their car. And then for the rest of the for the rest of the the war on the ghosts um, in the town, he's driving around in their car. (laughs) So he's just basically a cameo. Yeah. Basically, Slimer is a cameo. Yeah. um, Which he kind of is in the old movies, too. Right. He's not really he's not a big part of the movies. Um, but he does like show up at the end and, you know, fly at the screen and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. So same basic, they handled Slimer the same way then. I could, so, I was, I was worried they were going to make him this huge character. Because, <laughs> like he joins because, the Ghostbusters? Yeah, because Slimer is like a big deal, <laughs> you know, for people as far as Ghostbusters go. So I was worried they were going to like take all these liberties with Slimer, make him talk or something. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's voiced by Liam Neeson. And, and he's a badass or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Okay, good. <laughs> no voice actor. He just he just right. eats things and <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. Cool. 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 I'm good with that then. <laughs> 
I want to find these ghosts and <laughs> kick their asses. <laughs> that was pretty good Liam Neeson. That right? was not a good Liam Neeson. <laughs> that was a decent Liam Neeson. No, that was a bad Liam Neeson. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> screw you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's it. Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's probably about it. Um, we're excited about some remakes coming up, I'm sure. There's so many. I was doing some research, and uh, there was, like, top 100 films that are about to be remade. I'm like, oh, we're not going to talk Jesus. about all these. Yeah. But I will tell you one that I'm pumped about, and it was in the news recently because we got a, a still a, a screenshot or uh, an image or whatever. Did you see the image um, from the new It? I did see the image for the new. He's creepy, man. I, I love it. So I, I'm I'm pumped to see what they do. I'm reserving um, judgment until we get a better look. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we'll it, it was definitely see. one it, quick little look. It didn't look, yeah. disappoint me or excite me. I'll have to see more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Then I'll tell you one I'm really excited for. One reboot that I'm super excited to see. But mm-hmm. we've already talked about it. So you're not going to be surprised. And that's oh, okay. that. God damn it. I cannot wait to see the Power Rangers movie. Oh I'm yeah, so to see this movie, sure. dude. Um, I'm like, uh, like I wish I want to go see it now. If it was out now, I would say fuck you. You're going to see it? Fuck yeah. the podcast. I'm out of here. I need to go yeah. see Power Rangers. Definitely. Um, I and I and I can't believe how excited I am. And I don't know what happened because when it first announced it, I was like, okay. Um, but right, then it's like now it's Elizabeth Banks and now it's the original five and they're and the, the fact that they're not slaving themselves to the show and that they're mixing it up a little bit mm. um, with the cast with the you know the, with how diverse the cast is and which ranger they are so it's not a you know of course the black guy's the black ranger well no this time this time the black guy's the the Billy of the movie yeah. right like he's a smart guy um, it's all gonna come down if those were the it's gonna be that thing again are those the right actors for that role right mm-hmm. so well these I mean, are all like teen actors these are all yeah. like kids right they, they have right. been in a lot of stuff um, this will probably be their first like huge major exposure yeah. um, and then of course Brian Cranston playing Zordon um, <laughs> so cool <laughs> well, really I've seen a lot of good memes of like uh, um, <laughs> like uh walter white's face in the zordon tube and right they, they say are you zordon and he says you're goddamn right <laughs> just shit like that I love that. Yeah, I love <laughs> that whole you know that whole bit where he's uh where he's saying uh i am the danger right oh man i am the one who knocks <laughs> that's zordon man yeah, that's so, gonna be thrown on. That's it's, gonna be um, good. I think it's gonna be great. So I'm really excited for the Power Rangers reboot. Yeah, me too, buddy. We'll talk all right. all about it when it comes out. So, sure buddy, will. I think I think that was a successful episode of uh, of Just Two Pals. I think we've rebooted the way we handle our shows. Would you say? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, I disagree with. Any, you. I don't anyway. like tying it in and making it thematic. <laughs> all right all right the show like any other oh buddy one thing real quick Uh okay just real quick let's not spend too much time on it okay um did you hear that wb was fined for paying uh video game review scores paying for favorable favorable wait what yeah no yep they were fined by the fc for just just various wb games they were paying youtubers to promote the game what yeah Oh wow, that's really bad. <laughs> and this and this is after for the last year, um, DC fanboys have been saying, Oh, Marvel and Disney pay off reviewers for good reviews. Yeah, right. DC does it legit, that's why it's gotten negative or whatever. Right, right. right. <laughs> 
Oh, I, no. I love it, bro. So Arkham games officially are not good. Yeah. <laughs> they All the reviewers there. Yeah. <laughs> it's official. Arkham yeah. sucks. Man, they, they were hit hard, man. It was a big... Wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> for, their, um, for their publicity, because that's oh, yeah. not a smart move. No, that is not. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll save some more stuff. We have a lot more to talk about, I'm sure. Um, I think we created a whole nother episode just in our episode. So we're yeah, eventually going to have to do TV reboots now. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll do that on another episode of Just Two Pals, where we're we're just a couple of pals. We're yeah, just, we cool. talk about movies and reboots and and comics. You know, all that. All the that fall stuff. of WB from Grace. <laughs> Right, we'll we'll definitely harp on that. Yeah, this they're gonna get shat on for a long time. If you're gonna for that. favorable reviews, you should have done it with BBS. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you wanted to spend it's your budget on anything, your games are gonna sell. Let me tell you, buddy. If WB <laughs> reached out to us and said, "Listen, just two pals, we'd like to pay you a, a, a certain, you know, lump sum of money to to start talking favorably about our movie." This this show would end up being just two pals who loved BVS. That would be the name. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I would totally That's sell right. out. Oh, for, for it, it, yeah. There's there's definitely a price tag on that. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. There's a price tag on my loyalty always. <laughs> um, could, all right, man. It would destroy me. It would. <laughs> yeah, I know. You would be all shitty the whole time, and yeah. I would just be happy. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> just so anyway, um, if you guys want to hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at Just Two Pals with the number the two. two. Yeah, the number two. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at JustTwoPalsPod at gmail.com if you don't feel like using the tweets. Randy? Uh, you can find me at Matches1047 on Twitter. Uh, you can find Johnny at Johnny Wellens on Twitter. I went ahead and, and did that for you, buddy. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I left you an opening to start speaking. So you oh, yeah. Thank you, my friend. You and actually, to be fair, it was accidental because I burped. So gross yep super gross yeah i don't like burp jokes <sighs> yeah so anyway um you hit us up on twitter tell us tell us uh, some of your favorite reboots if you want tell us some stuff if you want to hear us talk about things later in life and we will probably do it maybe That's so join us next time johnny how should we play him out here um uh banana nana banana nana you might really fuck with it. You always, yeah, you always go over the top. You can, it can never just be subtle. Me? You. Oh, you're incorrect. Ghostbusters. Sweet.